Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Welcome to a journey of transformation empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite change and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix. A Master Plan for Black Group Economics with Wealth Creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity this isn't just a book, it's a movement, a call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear, drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of the Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. We strive to bring you the top leaders in their industries so you can learn their secrets to success, so you can grow and build your businesses, be prosperous, and live the dreams that you are so looking to live. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at the atsjr.com for more information about the ATSJR companies and to find out more about how to live your dreams and reach that middle class exit and live the life that you were supposed to live. Freedom is abundance and abundance is freedom. Let's all go live it. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad to have you here. My good friend, the $2 billion man, Brad. I do $2.5 million deals. My man, Brad, does $250 million deals. First day I met Brad, he did two things for me. First off, he saved me $7 million immediately with some real estate advice. Immediately, I would tell you what it was, but nah, I'm going to keep that one to myself. Number two. It was storming, raining, as is its custom. <laughs> and Brad literally took out his umbrella, put it over my head, mm. walked me to the car, got soaking wet, made sure I got in as if I was a lady with heels on. Sure <laughs> hey, you were with Deanna, you know, it was really more for Deanna than it was for you. <laughs> Pretty much, right? And then put it back over my head, right? And then, I mean, put it back over his head and then walked out. Whenever you meet someone that is most fantastic, that is extremely abundant, they're also very humble, very knowledgeable, and extremely prosperous. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm stepping out the way. I have no intention on saying anything else. My friend, my buddy, the man who's going to take me to buying downtown buildings in Atlanta and Paris. This man, Brad Blazer, the $2 billion man, if you could, for no reason at all, unmute your mics, we'll mute you back, or you mute your back, and put a thunderous round of applause <laughs> for this guy right Brad, you got the floor. Wow. Well, certainly, thank you so much, uh, Antonio. Great to be here with the... Uh, Antonio Smith University, and also, of course, the um, Riqueza group. Uh, I'm so excited about what's being built here. I'm so excited to be a part of this and a part of the training. And, uh, you know, just to be working with everybody that's uh, on this call, uh, that's following me, or that hopefully will be following me. Um, tell you a little bit about me and my background, but before I do, I want to share a couple of things that I believe, and hopefully with many of you, we share similar beliefs. Uh, because I believe that beliefs to a degree define your reality. They define who you are. They define your character. They define your why. They define your purpose. And so I believe, number one, that a good coach will do three things for you. A good coach, number one, hopefully will motivate and inspire you. You know, what I've learned in my life is that I really get excited and I get motivated when I'm around big time people. If you want to know the easiest way to up your game and become more successful, it's simply to be hanging around with big time people. Folks, I'm going to tell you, you are the average of the five people you're spending most of your time with. If you're stuck and you're looking around and you ain't happy with where you are at this point in your life, 
it's not necessarily because of you, it's because of the company that you keep. And so as an example, a couple weeks ago, I was at an event up in Dallas, Texas called the 8% Nation. And this is a huge, huge event. We had probably 500 people at the Statler Hotel. Its focus was on the insurance and financial services industry. I was there supporting a lot of my friends like uh, Antonio knows Coach Michael Burt, but also some of the biggest names in motivation and inspiration, people like Tim Story, who is the personal celebrity coached over 300 of the most famous entertainers and professional athletes on planet Earth. I mean, this guy, folks, has worked alongside Oprah, and he's got best friends like Smokey Robinson, Quincy Jones, I mean, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. All of these people are in his Rolodex. He coaches these people for a living, and they pay him, you know, $100,000. I was up there with Jordan Belfort, man, the real wolf of Wall Street himself, the one that actually was put in prison and while in prison wrote the book, The Wolf Den. And out of that, of course, became a major blockbuster, The Wolf of Wall Street with Matt McConaughey and Leonardo DiCaprio. I was there with Nate Ofert, multimillionaire, Cody Askins, Coach Burt, Inky Johnson, folks. For those of you that know the story of Inky, Antonio's going, yeah, man, old Inky was a great football player, college ball, was supposed to go pro. And if you know Inky's story, he got hit, lost the use of his arm, and is one of the greatest speakers. But the good that came out of that for me is when I got home, I sat down and I said, man, I'm doing a lot, but I'm not doing enough. There's so much more inside of me that I can be doing. And so I believe, like I said, that a good coach will motivate and inspire you. Number two, I believe a good coach, folks, will ask the hard questions. <laughs> and some of you that are on this, you don't like talking about some of the stuff that you're doing, but a good coach will get in your face. They'll say, Andrea, they'll say, Jerry, you know, we've talked about what you should be doing. And the fact that you ain't doing it just tells me that you're not taking this seriously or that you're not interested in your own self-development. You're not interested in creating a better version of yourself. A good coach, folks, will ask you the hard questions. And then the most important, and I believe this is really why you hire a coach, why you surround yourself with people like Antonio and Dr. Trask and Phil and myself, is a good coach, the best of the coaches, will get you to start doing things to do tomorrow that you can't do today. You'll start seeing potential in yourself that you don't see yet. You'll start creating new habits. You'll start inserting new disciplines in your life that over time create a habit. And that habit will hopefully transform you and take you to a better place. It'll take you to a place that I call becoming a fulfillionaire. Now that's a word that I heard from my good friend, Rock Thomas. Rock Thomas is a self-made multimillionaire, one of the most successful realtors in Canada, and share his time between Canada and his home in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I had him on my podcast, and he threw out that word. He said, Brad, I'm a fulfillionaire. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I never heard that before. I've heard about being a millionaire, but I said, Rock, what's a fulfillionaire? He said, you ever see the movie Jerry Maguire with Rod Tidwell? I said, yeah. He said, remember when Rod was describing to Jerry what he wanted more than money? He wanted Quan. Uh, he wanted Quan. And that was his word for I want it all, Jerry. 
I want the fame, I want the fortune, I want the money, I want everyone to respect me, I want the quan. Well, Farrakh Thomas, becoming a fulfillionaire is basically creating a life that's built around what Stephen Covey talks about in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And that is we as people are made up of four key things. All of you have a mind, all of you have a spirit, all of you have a soul, and all of you have a physical body. And we need to be focusing on the self-development of all four of those things at any given time. It does absolutely no good if I'm a great entrepreneur and a great success in business, but I'm a crappy husband and a crappy father. It does absolutely no good if I've got millions of dollars, but I'm carrying around an extra 150 pounds and I'm unhealthy and my doctor's telling me that I'm at risk for diabetes and heart. So I work out every day. And so a fulfillionaire is somebody, folks, that's operating on all cylinders. You're focused on your wellness. You're focused on your spiritual side. And when I say spiritual side, I'm not talking about self-love. What I'm talking about, folks, is placing yourself first. Okay, placing yourself first and understanding this, and this is so very important. In my coaching, it saddens me greatly when I talk to people and find out that they've lived most of their life for somebody else. They lived a life for the expectations that their parents had. They lived a life because their parents said, you're going to go to college. And when you graduate, it's our hope for you that you go out and you get a job and that you get a career, and that you work hard, and that you save. Well, folks, we all know, and Antonio preaches this, and he writes about it in his wonderful book, which I'm about halfway through, and I talk about this. That old model, it don't work. Look at all the people out there that have jobs, man. It saddens me when I talk to people and they say, I can't even write you a check for $325 a month to hire you as a coach. And they know they need the coaching. They openly admit they need my help. And I'm like, dude, you're 35, you're 40 years old. Don't you have any savings? Everybody that is on this call today should have $10,000 in savings. And then if you don't have $10,000 in savings, the next thing y'all need to be working on is getting six to nine months of savings in an emergency fund. So that when life throws you a curve or when the shit hits the fan or something happens, you're not going to be all stressed out. Okay, let's face it, folks. You know, life ain't fair. Life throws you a curve. The transmission on your car might go out. I just had a huge tree fall off the pecan tree, come crashing down in my garage. Thank God for insurance. I didn't stress out, right? Life throws you curves, folks. And if you don't have that six to nine months of savings, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta get it. As my good friend Bobby Castro says, man, you gotta rack it and stack it. You gotta be racking up that money and stacking it up, man, because life will throw you a curve. And so I'm telling all of you, focus on getting six to nine months in savings, liquid, cash, stocks, bonds, whatever, that you can literally convert to cash overnight for those unforeseen events. And then when you get to that point, then you can start investing. Then you can start doing things like real estate, Start investing in horizontal streams of income, right? Join Antonio's university. Bring other people in underneath you to start generating those affiliate commissions. Start buying dividend stocks. I've got six or seven streams of income, folks, 
And here's the thing that I will tell you, and I heard this last night, man, and it resonated with me. I was on a call with my good friend, Coach Michael Burt, who was sitting in Houston looking out the window at his beautiful jet. And he said, Brad, you know, I'm so humbled. Here I am looking out at my jet. I was a high school basketball coach making 25, 30 grand a year. And all of a sudden, man, Michael Dell called me and said, I want you to come up to Austin, Texas, coach and train our people. And I went up there. And after I got done, he said, man, Dell Computer needs you here, coach. We'd love to have you come back every quarter. And he said, no, you know, I'm just so happy training and coaching those girls, those little girls in, in high school basketball. Thank you so much for that offer, Michael. But I'm just going to go back to old Tennessee where I'm from and just continue doing what I've been doing. And Michael Dell handed him an envelope. And old Coach Burt said, well, what's this? He said, it's your payment for coming up here today. And he opened up that envelope, and inside that was a check for more money than Coach Burt had ever seen. And he smiled. He said, I think those high school basketball players are going to be all right all by themselves. And, of course, for those of you that know Coach, he's one of the probably top five trainers, speakers in the world. And I would tell you, he is the best person on planet Earth at doing what it is he does, and that is unleashing something he calls your prey drive. Now, let me define what that is. When you've had the same car insurance or homeowner's insurance for years, it kind of gets trapped into paying for premiums and not thinking about it. That makes it really easy to overpay and not even realize it. I've been with my insurance company for years now, and I just have it on auto pay, and I just pay it, not real... You know, not paying attention to it. I just know I have insurance. I'm good. I'm just going to let it pull out of my account each month. We'll stop overpaying for car and homeowner's insurance. See about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have thanks to Gabby. See, Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. See, that's exactly what I did. I went into Gabby, I went on the website, I put in my insurance, I put in the information that they requested, which was really easy. It's a very simple process. It didn't take long to do. And I got some amazing quotes that were actually more, more, more profitable for me than the one that I currently have. And so with Gabby, customers saved $825 per year on average. Now, when I saw the annual cost of what the insurance was going to be once I put all of my information into, into the website, I was like, wait, that's it? That's all I'm paying for the year? It was really reasonable. And if they can't find you savings like they did for me, they'll let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info. So no annoying, no annoying spam or robocall. So it's totally free to check out your rate and there's no obligation. Just take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash success. That's G. A, B as in boy, I, dot com slash success. Gabby dot com slash success. Sorry, because it is oh so very important. Most of you that are here today on this call 
if you're honest with yourself, would agree that there is another gear inside of you that has not yet been flipped. You're a 12-cylinder Lamborghini. You're an Italian sports car like a Ferrari that was created by our good Lord, but you're putting around like a Yugo on just six cylinders. And I see some of you shaking your head. Yep, that's me. The key, folks, is you got to figure out how to flip that switch. You got to figure out how to create an optimal state. I call it building your beast. I got my poster right back here. I got my logo and wear my shirt sometimes when I go to the gym to remind me. Well, I want to talk to you this morning before we get into the real estate and before we get into the capital call on literally how to create what I call a savage mentality so that you are attacking life, that you are operating literally at maximum intensity going after your goals, going after the things that you want, creating the abundance. And it all starts, folks, with something that I call flipping a switch or creating a stake. Many years ago, when I was in the insurance business as a trainer, I was out one day training with one of the sales ladies on our team. And she was the number one person out of a couple hundred all across the United States. And we were driving around going from one appointment to the next and in her purse and in her car, she had Tic Tacs. And every time we would stop before we would get out and go up to the door, cause we were doing door to door sales, she would pop a couple Tic Tacs and put them in her mouth. And it must've been about three, maybe four in the afternoon. We stopped at, I think probably the sixth or seventh appointment for the day. She popped a couple more Tic Tacs and she looked at me, she said, oh, would you like some? And I said, yeah, and I smiled. And I said, man, you really like those Tic Tacs, don't you? She said, yeah, but she said, it's not for the breath. I'm not really concerned about going into a house and having nice, fresh, minty smelling breath. She said, it's my ritual. Ooh, I, I sat back. I said, it's your what? She said, it's my ritual. And I said, I need to know about this because you're the number one salesperson out of a couple hundred. And so I asked her, well, what, what, what do you mean by your ritual? And she held up the little box of Tic Tacs and she said, what color are these? And I said, they're green. She smiled and she said, exactly, Brad. She said, what's the color of money? Money is green. She said, that's my ritual. It reminds me every time I go into a sales meeting to be thinking green going in and be thinking green on the way out. It was her way, folks, of instantaneously creating a state of mind. Now, I started studying that, and I started looking at top-performing athletes, world-class athletes. There was a pitcher in Major League Baseball by the name of Mark. They called him the bird, Fidrich. Mark Fidrich was a pitcher, and every time from the mound, he would sit there. And if you Google it and you look at uh, some of the videos, he's talking to the baseball. Literally, he's sitting there talking, having a conversation with the baseball before he pitches. Okay, that was his ritual. For those of you that love old Tony Robbins, right? Awaken the Giant Within, one of the greatest motivational and inspirational speakers probably on planet Earth. All you know that he has a ritual. Every time before he goes out on stage, he does something very special. I'm going to share with you what it is because it's what separates him from everybody else, okay? When Tony Robbins has a big event, 
they got the big laser lights and the smoke machines and the music and the audience, and he's got his team up on stage, man, and everyone's whoop, whoop, right? He's in the back. And about three minutes before Tony is supposed to go out on stage in the corner somewhere, he's got a trampoline. One of those little trampolines out of the circles, about five to six feet in diameter. And what he does is he gets on that trampoline and he starts bouncing up and down. Gets his heart rate up. He starts bouncing, starts jumping, and he starts having these positive affirmations and things that he's saying to himself to psych himself up. And I believe very strongly, folks, in positive incantations and positive affirmations. And he's saying to himself as he's jumping up and down. And then somebody on his team will look at him and say, Tony, one minute to go. And he'll jump with more intensity. And after about 30 seconds, he jumps off that trampoline and he spins around three times. Boom, he thumps his chest, just like Matt McConaughey did on Wolf of Wall Street. And then he explodes out on stage, waving, high-fiving everybody. What's he doing? He's creating a state. He's creating a state of mind and he's building his own personal energy and his intensity up to a level so he can deliver for the next hour, two hours to a room full of thousands of people that are at the same energy level that he knows he needs to be at. Now, let me ask you all that are on this call this morning. How different do you think an experience with Anthony Robbins would be if he was in the back sitting on a couch in the corner with a cup of coffee and his legs up and they said, Tony, you're on in a minute. He said, okay, great. I'll be there in a second. And then he just got up off the couch and walked out on stage. Be a totally different show. But that's the reason that Tony Robbins is Tony Robbins and everybody else is just everybody else. So here's the thing, folks. You have to figure out for yourself how to bring your A game to every major event in your life today going forward. I don't care if it's an interview. I don't care if it's an important business meeting. I don't care if it's sales call. You've got to bring your A game. You've got to make the decision that you're going to go pro and that you're going to leave your amateurish ways behind. And when you show up, you're showing up to play in the big leagues because that's the only way, folks, you're going to create an abundance and that's the only way you're going to grow to a net worth of a couple million dollars. Okay, Antonio Smith has a great saying, and I just love this, man. He said, I don't care about the global economy because I'm building my own economy. I love that, man. I'm building my own economy. When you're building and you're focused on your own economy, folks, you don't care what's going on in the rest of the world. Yeah, you care. You know, you follow politics. You follow the stock market. You follow what's going on because, you know, it affects things like interest rates and other things. But, folks, the most important thing that all of you need to be worrying about is your own economy. What's your own economy looking like? What's your own net worth? What's your own balance sheet? How many zeros do you have to the right, right? Let's join the zeros to the right club. And the more zeros you have, the better off you are. I love that, folks. So today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. And I'm telling you what, this call and me talking about this subject of real estate today could not have been time better. And the reason is that this afternoon, for those of you that want to go to my website, I put my website there, Brad 
at bradblazer.com. That's my email. Uh, that's not my website. I'm going to go ahead and change it. My website is just www.bradblazer.com. But you can go to my website, folks. And on my website, what you'll see is you'll see a podcast page. My podcast is Beast Nation. Beast Nation was recently ranked by Yahoo Finance, Yahoo News, and Business Insider as the second highest ranking podcast in the country to help people cope with COVID-19. Second highest rated podcast on planet Earth, folks, to help people get through COVID. Now, a lot of people would look at that and say, that's a lot. A lot of people would look at that and say, oh, that's happenstance. No, folks, it's not divine intervention. That was planned. You see, when you understand the importance of becoming a person of interest and creating influence, you do certain things to ensure that those things will happen to get you where you ultimately want to be. What did that entail? It entailed sending links to my podcast to the right people. It made sure that the right people who are podcast agents or that work for Yahoo knew how to access my podcast, knew where to find it. And that's how it became the second highest rated podcast, according to Yahoo News and Yahoo Finance. We have over five to 10,000 people a week listening to our show. So if you want to listen to it, go to bradblazer.com and you'll see it there on the podcast page. And you can also go to YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. But the reason I'm so excited is last week and today I'm releasing on Beast Nation my podcast interview with Sharon Lecter. Anybody here know who Sharon Lecter is? Let me see by a show of hands. Anybody here know who Sharon Lecter is? Some of you don't recognize that name, but I bet you recognize the name Robert Kiyosaki, right? Y'all know Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Sharon Lecter was actually the co-author and worked with Robert Kiyosaki in building what became the largest financial literacy brand on planet Earth. Because what happened is her husband, Michael, is an attorney. And he was working with Robert Kiyosaki, who sat down with Sharon, who was an accountant, who was focused on financial literacy. And he shared this idea of bringing financial literacy and this book, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, to the world. And she loved it. She said, I'd like to help you. And so she was the co-author and ultimately became the president for Rich Dad, Poor Dad and grew that to 42 million copies that have sold worldwide. The other thing is that she is the only woman in the history of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Yes, folks, the only woman in the history of Napoleon Hill Foundation to receive the coveted Golden Award. And what she's done with Napoleon Hill's foundation is she's taken his works and his books like Outwitting the Devil. And she has annotated that and she has released those. She was instrumental in the movie with my good friend, Sir John Chin, Think and Grow Rich, which we're gonna be previewing at our upcoming event in Laredo called the Bounce Back Tour with some big names. And I'm gonna talk about that here in just a few minutes, folks. But today, I want to talk about real estate because Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, me, Antonio, talk about this idea, folks, of creating horizontal income, multiple streams of income. And I'm a big believer that one of the great ways to do that 
is through the ownership of assets. You want to own assets that generate income, that appreciate in value, that grow your net worth, that provide tax benefits. There are so many benefits, folks, of real estate, I can't name them all. It's not just getting a couple hundred bucks a month in rent. It's the tax benefits that you also derive, depreciation, getting to amortize, right? The, the debt, writing off your interest, writing off any improvements you make. Folks, you know, a couple years ago, I was making half million, close to a million dollars a year. And I went to my accountant and he was doing my taxes. And he said, Brad, you realize this year you're in the 3% effective tax bracket. You only paid $15,000 on all that money. How did you do that? And I said, man, real estate, man. I own a shitload of real estate and I understand things like conservation easements that let me reduce my adjusted gross income by over 50%. I understand all these tricks because I work with family offices. You know, families that have hundreds of millions of dollars have the best tax attorneys and I know the secrets. He's like, dude, that's amazing. Same thing with Trump. Look, you know, God, folks, you know, the whole country has all been up on Trump. He paid, what, $750 or whatever it was in taxes. Dude, the guy's one of the biggest real estate entrepreneurs on planet Earth. You don't think he knows all the loopholes and all the secrets? He's a businessman. I'm telling you, folks, there are two things in life I hate, taxes and moving. And I'll do everything I possibly can to minimize my taxes. Why? Because it's not what you make. It's what you keep, right? Warren Buffett says, man, the easiest way to double your money is to fold it in half and stick it in your pocket. Folks, you've got to make money, but you also got to keep it. And so one of the greatest ways to do that is through real estate ownership, through the ownership of real estate. And so today I want to share with you how I got into real estate and how I built my net worth a few years ago. Now, there's many ways, as some of you know, to get into real estate. One way that a lot of people get started is wholesaling. Wholesaling houses, you know, flipping homes. You don't need enough money to really do this. And, you know, I've never wholesaled, I've never flipped, but I know a lot of people that have. And what wholesaling real estate or flipping houses really is all about is it's driving around your community or, or looking around and finding older homes that are either vacant or well below market where you as an individual can go up to the owner and say, I would like to buy your house. And what you do is you put that house under contract. You literally submit an offer to buy that house. You put it under contract. It might be an older home that was built in the 70s, 80s needs a lot of work. Usually most of the wholesale houses have a lot of deferred maintenance. They have a lot of stuff that needs to be done with them. And then what you do, folks, is you take that house and you market it to a network of investors. So you've got to be cultivating investors, real estate investors like me, real estate investors that go to the rich club. My good friend, Eddie Gant, has a club here. They've got 800 to 1,000 people that literally meet every single month at that place that's owned by Michael Berry over there off of airport in the Beltway. And it's called the Rich Club, Real Estate Investment Club of Houston. All networking, all real estate investors, all vendors all in there, man. 
exchanging business cards. If you want to get in real estate, man, you got to be visible. Go to the Rich Club. Look it up, R-I-C-H Club. And it's the Rich Club, R-I-C-H, Real Estate Investment Club of Houston. And they got a lot of people there. And you've got to figure out, man, how you can take this house and market it. Because here's what you're going to do. You're going to tell an investor, I got this house under contract and I will flip the contract to you at a profit to me of 5,000 bucks. So let's say the house is worth 225,000 bucks. Okay, let's say the house is worth 225, all fixed up, dolled up, all the nice lipstick on it. And you're able to get that house because of the deferred maintenance and it needs a lot of work for 180,000. The seller knows it needs work. He don't want to do the work because he's broke. He don't have the money. He said, I'll sell it to you for 180 grand. If you fix it all up, you put some lipstick on it, man, it's worth two and a quarter. That's what all the comps in the neighborhood are at. So you say, great, you put down a contract, okay? You got that house off the market, you got it locked up. Now, for a real estate investor like me or like Antonio, if you came to me and said, man, I'll sell you this house now for 185 or 190, it's gonna be worth two and a quarter when you fix it up. I'd say, man, it's a done deal. That's the easiest five to 10 grand you ever made. You didn't have to do anything other than flip that contract to somebody else. That's what we call wholesaling. When you see these people that are wholesaling, that's all they're doing, folks, is they're wholesaling these real estate deals to investors. Now, that's great. You can make a couple thousand dollars. But what I want to talk to you today about, folks, is creating real wealth. This is how, in literally a year, I went from zero to owning over a dozen rental houses. And that allowed me then to stair step up into doing multifamily, into doing bigger deals. And it's the secret that a lot of people don't know. If I told you that there was a way to buy a house, how many of you here currently rent and don't own a home and would like to move into your own house, have your own backyard, have a swimming pool out in the back, literally own a home and get out of paying rent? Here's the secret, folks. You can do this with no credit. You can do it without ever having to go to a mortgage company and going through all the underwriting. You can do it, folks, real simply because it's how I bought my very first rental property and then how I did my second, then my fifth, and then my tenth. And here's the thing that was so shocking. I had real estate agents tell me, you can't do that. And I looked at them and I said, well, if I can't do it, how did I buy 10 houses doing it? And they looked at me like, what? I said, yeah, I own 10 houses. You want to go down to the county clerks and pull the deeds? I got a portfolio of 10 houses doing exactly what I'm telling you I want to do. And they're like, well, you can't do that. Folks, real estate agents who sit through literally hours don't even know you can do this. So I want to share with you how you can literally build a portfolio of rental homes get a house for you to move into, quit paying rent and build wealth. Today, what I wanna focus on folks is how to buy real estate using a technique called subject two. Subject two is one of the best kept secrets in all of real estate folks. And what you're basically doing is you're taking over somebody else's payments that's in foreclosure. So what you have to do is you have to become very aware of people that are in foreclosure. 
And when I started, what I did is I spent maybe 200 bucks and I went to a printer and I had what we call these bandit signs. These are the signs that many of you probably see. Painters put them up in neighborhoods. You know, landscape companies put them up. You've all seen them. It says, you know, we buy houses or whatever. But I had some nice signs made, you know, when they were probably, I don't know, 24 by 30 inches. And I had them real nice, you know, colors, red, white, and blue with my logo on there, Blazer Group. And all it said is, we buy houses, need to sell fast, and had my number. And I put them up all over town, telephone poles, on street corners. And then I sat back and people started calling me. And I would book appointments to go out and see these people. Okay, I put those appointments on my calendar. I explained to them that I'm an investor and I can close quickly. And so for anybody that wants to get into real estate and start buying houses, it's a great way is you create these signs. They're called bandit signs and you can nail them to telephone poles. And what you do is you go to a Home Depot or Lowe's and you get a special kind of a nail. They're called roofing nails. Roofing nails are the nails they use folks to put shingles on roofs and they're about maybe an inch in length and they've got those little plastic caps on the end that are very important because when you nail those to something like a telephone pole or when you nail them to the stakes that you can buy at Home Depot or Lowe's, the sign won't blow off and it won't tear off nearly as easily. But there's another secret. There's a website that you can go to where there's a company up in the woodlands and every month they publish a list. Yes, Antonio, they publish a list of all the people that are about to lose their homes in foreclosure. What does that list cost? I don't know, if it costs you a hundred, hundred and a quarter, is it worth it? You're gonna get a list of a few thousand houses all in Harris County that people are losing their homes. And so you can go and Google and just put up, you know, Harris County houses foreclosure. And you'll see there's a, a company up in the Woodlands that sells this list. And what they do, folks, is they go down to the courthouse. Understand the process. If you're a mortgage company and you're going to foreclose on a homeowner, you have to provide what's called public notice, which means that you have to go down or have a representative go down to the courthouse in Houston and Harris County and basically file what they call a foreclosure notice. So this month is October. The foreclosure notice for the foreclosures taking place in October were filed October the 6th. Next month, they're now filing all these documents because there will be a foreclosure proceeding on the courthouse steps in November. And so what this company does is they go to the courthouse and they pull all these records and they make a list. And what we call this is the pre foreclosure list, okay? It's called a pre-foreclosure list. And what a pre-foreclosure list is, folks, is basically it is a list of all of the people that are scheduled for foreclosure next month. They're, they haven't lost their houses yet. They might still be living there, or they may have moved out. They know they're going to be foreclosed on. They may have packed their bags. The house might have been vacant. Don't matter, but this is a list of called pre-foreclosures of homes that are scheduled to be foreclosed on next month. And then what I used to do is I used to get this list in an Excel spreadsheet, okay? You can, you can get it in an Excel spreadsheet. And then I did a mail merge 
using Microsoft Word, and I mailed everybody a nice little letter. And, you know, it cost me maybe 100, 150 bucks, and the letter went out, and I just sat back, and my phone rang off the hook, folks. I mean, literally. Now, some of you might get postcards in the mail. Some of you that are real estate owners that have homes might be getting solicitations. I get them all the time because we own rental property. And figure out what works best for you. It could just be a nice little simple five-by-seven postcard. It could be a letter. But every month, I sent out a letter. Need to sell your home fast? We can close. And here's the secret, folks. You're going to start getting calls from people like I did. And you just talk to them on the phone. You know, well, what's going on in your life? Well, you know, we lost our jobs and we're a couple months behind in our mortgage and we're scheduled for foreclosure. Well, great. I'd love to come out and I'd love to speak to you and see if I can help you. And so I would then go out, folks, and I would see these people in their homes or I would meet them wherever they were living if they had moved out. And I would sit down. And a lot of the stories you're going to hear from these people, folks, are sad stories. A lot of times their families, husbands and wives, where they were both laid off due to COVID or whatever the story is, they lost their jobs. And as a result, they couldn't meet their mortgage payments. And then what I used to do is say, look, I'd love to help you. And here's what I'm going to need. And here's what I'm willing to do. When somebody is in pre-foreclosure, what you, meaning you as the investor, as somebody wanting to take over this property needs to do is get approval or get authorization from them so that you can openly now talk to their mortgage company. You see, here's the important thing, folks. When somebody has a mortgage, they and only they are the designated people that can speak to their mortgage company. It's like a credit card. You know, if I were to call Bank of America and say, hey, I'm calling on behalf of Antonio Smith. I want to find out what the balance is on his credit card. They ain't going to give me doodly squat. Unless Antonio has called in advance and said to Bank of America, I'm authorizing Bradford Blazer to call on my behalf and get any and all information regarding my credit cards. And then they look on their computer and they see a little flag Okay, Mr. Blazer, yes, we see that you're flagged on the account. What would you like to know? The same thing applies, folks, to a mortgage. And so when you're sitting down with these people, what I used to explain to them is I can help you. I would like to propose the following. You're going to lose your house in two weeks. I mean, it's going to show up on your credit. It's going to ruin your life. You don't want that. Here's what I'm willing to do for you. And I explained to them that I, as an investor, would like to take over their houses. I would like to take over their payments. I would like to give them a little bit of money to help them relocate, get a fresh start in life, and say, look, you're in dire situation, folks. I've got a special form, and I pull it out of my little notebook, and I'd say, this is called a mortgage release of authorization form, okay? A mortgage release of authorization form is simply a document that the people basically sign that basically recognizes the fact that they are now giving you authorization to speak on their behalf to the mortgage company. That's all it is. And you can go to the internet, you can send me an email, you can call me and I'll be more than happy to send you a copy of this. It's called a mortgage release of authorization form. And so what you say is, look, you know, if you give me permission 
to call your mortgage company after I email or I fax them this little letter, I'll be able to speak to them on your behalf as a professional, and I'll be able to intervene, and I'll try to negotiate something on your behalf. Now, here's the thing, folks. Most mortgage companies do not want homeowners to know all the secrets. They just want to foreclose or they want to get paid. But there's a couple things that most mortgage companies are willing to do. Number one is there's a process when you're in foreclosure called forbearance, okay? Forbearance simply means that what the mortgage company is going to do is they're going to take the amount of money that you currently own as a homeowner. So let's say that you're three months behind in rent, I mean, in your mortgage. They're going to look at that. And what they're going to do is they're going to take that amount and they're going to add it to the end of the loan. And they're going to say something like this. If you can come up with 2500 bucks or $3,000 as a sign of good faith, we will enter into our forbearance agreement where we will not require you to come up with the full amount that's due now. We will simply roll it to the back of your loan and it will extend your loan by a few months and we will allow you to stay in your home and continue making payments. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll roll it into the loan so that maybe the monthly payment will increase by $50, $75 or whatever. But it's called a forbearance agreement. Another thing that mortgage companies will sometimes do is what we call loan modifications. They'll literally modify the term of the loan. If you had a high interest rate and interest rates have fallen down, they'll modify it. They'll give you the lower rate. They'll, they'll modify the terms. But basically what you're doing when you're speaking to the mortgage company, because now this homeowner has given you authorization and you fax that to the mortgage company, is you're negotiating for them, but you're really negotiating for you. Because you want to find out what this mortgage company is willing to do. They don't want to really own the home because then they've got to carry insurance. They're going to have to fix it up. They're going to have to market it. But after you get all that information, you make another appointment with that homeowner that's now closer, more distressed, because they're now closer to the deadline, to the date that that foreclosure is going to take place. And you say, whew, Mr. Smith, I got good news and bad news, man. I was on the phone a couple days last week talking to your mortgage company, and here's what I've got for you. I got, I got basically three options. Option number one is they're willing to entertain what they call a forbearance agreement. Okay, right now, with all of the deferred penalties and your payments, you owe them, according to the letters, 9650 bucks. Now, I realize you don't have it, but they need something from you as a token of good faith. And what they told me is that if you can send them $3,000 in the next 48 hours, they will stop the foreclosure process. They will take the balance, which is roughly $6,000, and roll that in to the payments. Your payments will go up just $42 a month but they will stop their foreclosure process. But you've got to come up with this money and you've got to come up with it fast. Second option, it's called a loan modification. They're willing to modify the terms of the loan. And again, it's going to require you to come up with some money as well. Because at the end of the day, you've got to show this mortgage company 
that you can pay. And they look at you like, man, if we had the damn money, we wouldn't be in a situation, Mr. Blazer. And I just sit back and I say, I understand. Let me give you option number three. I'd like to personally write you a check for $2,000 today to give you a fresh start, to give you a little bit of money so that you can make a deposit on an apartment or on a rental home and literally pack your bags and move out of your property. And what you'll do is you'll sign your home over to me through what we call a general warranty deed that transfers legal ownership to me. We'll go get this notarized and I will send the money to your mortgage company to stop the foreclosure so it never shows up on your credit, so it will never destroy your credit and then I will simply start making your monthly payments subject to the loan that you currently have. I'll take them over and I'll pay them religiously every month. What I'm gonna do then is I'm gonna come in here as an investor and I'm gonna make your house look real nice. I'm gonna put some lipstick on it. I see over here that wall needs to be repainted. I might upgrade some of the appliances. I'm gonna make it look real nice. We're gonna landscape it and I'm gonna rent it out. And I'm gonna rent it out for just a little bit more than your payment. So I can make a couple hundred bucks a month in positive cash flow. Even if I just break even and I don't make any money on the cash flow, the tax benefits alone are gonna help me. And after maybe nine to 12 months, what I'll do is I'll refinance the house because it'll be worth more than it is today. And I'll pay off your mortgage in full and I'll have a new mortgage on the property or I might just pay it off in cash and own it lock, stock, and barrel. How does that sound? Oh my God, you'd actually do that for us? You'd actually write us a check right now for like 2,000 bucks to help us out and, and get into an apartment? And I'd say yes, but I said, let me give you some advice. Go get something that you can afford, okay? Don't go out and get a big three-bedroom apartment that's, you know, 2250 in a Class A property with a pool and a fitness center. You're destitute. Go get yourself an apartment that's affordable, that's in a safe part of town, that's gated so that your family and your kids are secure, but I want to give you a fresh start in life. And I'm going to be checking in with you monthly to tell you how we're doing. I'm going to send you pictures and I'm going to show you that we're documenting everything that I just told you we were going to do so you don't have a worry in the world. You know your payments are being made. And then I'm going to get someone to move in and rent this house when it's all pretty, collect the payments, continue paying your mortgage company, and then eventually in a couple of years, I'll sell it for what it's worth. That's what I do as a real estate investor. And they look at me like, man, that, that is so great that you'd help us out and you do that for us. Now, let me ask all of you a couple of questions. Did I ever have to go to a mortgage company and submit all my W-2s and all my 1099s and go through that whole process like a rectal examination? No, I didn't have to go to a mortgage broker or go through any of that stuff at all. All I had to do, folks, was get one piece of paper from a homeowner called a mortgage release of authorization, and I could have had a worse credit, I could have a 525 credit score. And here I am now taking possession of a piece of real estate. I own that house. Okay, it's in my, it's in my name. It's a general warranty deed that we have notarized, and then I go file it at the county clerk's office. Then I do house number two, house number three. 
And this is a way, folks, that you can actually acquire real estate called Subject 2. And the great thing about it is that it's simple to do. But the key is you got to take action. You got to get the signs. You got to get the list. Because these deals just ain't going to come to you until you're out there circulating, looking for them. When you're looking for them, folks, they're everywhere, right? You can go to www.har.com, the Houston Association of Realtors, where they have all of the real estate listings, right? And you can look, and on there, they have a section, foreclosures. Okay, now these houses have already been foreclosed on. Okay, they're owned by the bank. And here's the difference. The market that we're talking here are what we call pre-foreclosures. Pre-foreclosures mean they're going to be foreclosed on next month in November. The bank don't own them yet. The mortgage company don't own them yet. The homeowner is still in control. The homeowner can still make any and all decisions. And all you're trying to get them to decide to do is to sign that deed over to you so that you can simply just take over them payments. Now, you have to have a little bit of money to do this. Okay, like I said, one of the primary goals all of you should be focused on is getting 10,000 bucks or getting six to nine months in savings for those unforeseen events. Because once you take over this property and they deed it to you, you're now obligated to make that monthly payment next month, whatever it might be, 1,800, 1,500. The quicker you can get a tenant in there to begin paying rent, the better off you're going to be. And hopefully you can get them to pay you a little bit more than what that mortgage company is or that mortgage payment is to start generating some positive cash flow, right? But that's the key, folks, on how you can literally build a portfolio of single family homes without using your credit, without going through the underwriting process, and then just sit back, get three, then get to five. Folks, when I did this, I had over two and a half million dollars in real estate. When you look at the property value, okay, that's, that's building some net worth, a couple hundred thousand in equity as these houses were appreciating and growing in value. And the beautiful part about this, folks, is that once you understand this and once you learn how to do this, when you start selling some of these houses off and you start getting big windfalls where you're getting $40,000, $60,000 checks, which is the equity as the house has gone up in value, that's when you can start investing in things like fourplexes, sixplexes multifamily. You can start doing syndicated deals like I do now where we raise five and $10 million to go out and buy things like apartment buildings, things like that, getting into the bigger stuff. But it all starts, right? Square one. Question from Dr. Tress. What is equity? Great question. Equity is simply the difference, uh, Dr. Trask, in basically the value of the house, okay? and what you owe to the mortgage company or to the bank. So as an example, when you buy a house, let's say you're buying a house that's $200,000, usually most banks will require you or most mortgage companies will require you to put some money down as a down payment. And so let's just say as an example that the mortgage company requires you to put 20% down, which is $40,000. That means when you close at the title company, 
you're going to have to physically come in with $40,000 as a down payment and the bank or the mortgage company is going to give you a mortgage for $160,000 and you're making payments every month. Now, over time, hopefully the value of that house increases. And as you're making your monthly payments, right, the amount you owe the bank is slowly decreasing. And so let's say we fast forward a couple of years, three years out into the future, real estate market's doing well, properties have gone up, and now the value of that house is $230,000. It's worth more than you paid for. And the mortgage that you had, which started at 160, because you've been paying mostly interest for the first couple of years, you really haven't been paying down any of the debt, is 155, okay? Your equity is the difference between what you owe the bank and the value of the house. That's your equity. That means if you were to sell the house, you would collect that as your payment. So 155 to 230, $75,000, that's equity. That's your net worth, right? When you look at equity, that's net worth, folks. That's net worth. Okay, when I look at real estate and I look at how much real estate an investor has, when they've got a couple hundred million in real estate, I say, well, what's the equity? How much of that is actually yours? Well, we probably get 40 million. That's an equity. That's my net worth. Okay, that's how you build net worth, folks. That's the equity. That's what you're trying to accomplish here is, is that equity. And one of the greatest ways to do this is through what we call subject to. You can Google it. It's legal. Okay one of the best kept secrets and I'm available to help you, coach you. I can't share all of the secrets with you obviously here in an hour. If you're interested, we have courses, we have training. I'm going to be working with Antonio again Thursday. But one of the things I want to talk about today now in the second hour, because we've got another hour here in the training today, is how to raise capital. How to raise money, folks, to build buy or scale your business or to fund that special real estate project. Now, let me explain to you why Antonio calls me the $2 billion man. Okay, and old Lee Majors, right? The $6 million man, the movie star. He don't get no nothing on old Brad Blazer. Yeah, $6 million dude, you got a $2 billion dude, right? More zeros to the right. When I was 23 years old, folks, I dropped out of college. Okay, I was studying architecture. I wanted to be a real estate developer and I was really good at drawing and in designing things. But I responded to an ad in the local newspaper there in Austin, Texas. And I went to work for a small oil company raising money for their oil and gas drilling programs. And I made more money in a year than many graduates do with four year college degrees. Then I went to work for a second company doing the same thing, raising money, getting on the phone, talking to high net worth accredited investors. But unfortunately, that second company's ethics didn't align with mine. Let's just say they were a little bit on the dishonest side. And so I had to resign and I organized a large class action lawsuit and we prevailed. But what came out of that was goodness because I was loyal and I was honest. And so all of the investors that I had cultivated, that I had spoken to looked at me and said, Brad, well, what are you gonna do now? Now, most of them didn't know that I was just a 23-year-old kid because I was doing most of this on the telephone. We didn't have Zoom. 
we didn't have, you know, web cameras. And so they probably thought they were talking to someone in their 30s. And so I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they said, why don't you do what they were doing, but do it honestly. And so at the age of 23, I just literally quit going to class, dropped out of college and built an oil company. Now, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about accounting. I didn't know anything about anything. I just thought, man, I just go print some letter, hit on some business cards and boom, we're off to the races. But I'll tell you, I was a damn quick learner. And so over close to a decade, 10 years, I built an oil company where we had drilling programs in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. I taught other people how to successfully raise money and how to close. And we built a company that had roughly 35 employees literally raising millions of dollars a month, folks. And then in the late 1980s, early 1990s, as many of you that are a little older on the call would know, two things happened. Oil prices plummeted and the tax laws changed. The Tax Reform Act of 1987 took away most of the uh, incentives for investors to invest in oil and gas. And so that's when I went back to school. I finished my degree, changed majors, came out with a finance and a business degree. And then I did something that most people will never do. And the reason I was forced to do it is when I came out of school with my degree and started interviewing for jobs, it was a very humbling experience when people wanted to offer me salaries that were comparable to what I was accustomed to making in a good month. <laughs> and I realized, oh, this ain't going to work out very good. You want to pay me how much? I said, dude, I used to make that in a good month. And I realized I got to figure out a way to make a lot more money than fifty dollars to $60,000 as a college graduate. And so I looked at myself introvertly. And I believe everybody on this call today has something special. All of you have what I call your gift. Steve Harvey calls it your something special. It's the gift that God put inside you that if you can find out what that is and work that muscle to create mastery in whatever that gift is and then learn how to market that to the masses, you can create millions and millions of dollars, folks. And what my gift was, and I realized this, in my late 20s was raising money. My hard skill, my primary skill was knowing how to close investors, okay? And as I've looked at very talented people, like Coach Michael Burt, he's got a gift. He knows how to activate prey drive in people because he was doing it as a high school women's basketball coach, coaching these little girls to greatness. You can make millions. So I encourage all of you, look at yourself introvertly and really ask yourself, what's my talent? What have other people told me that I'm really good and gifted at? And then once you figure that out, boom, the world becomes your oyster. So my gift was raising capital. And over the course of my career, I've raised over $2 billion in counting. And today I consult businesses, entrepreneurs that pay me five-figure retainers to consult with them, help them raise capital, make introductions to family offices, high net worth accredited investors. Uh, this week on Wednesday, I'm hosting a webinar that's free. I'll put the uh, link to the webinar here in the chat for any of you that want to join us. And it's literally a free webinar on how to raise capital to build, buy, and scale your business or fund that special real estate project uh, that you'd like to fund. 
And so today, what I'm going to do here, folks, is I'm going to go ahead and basically go through this with you. And we're going to talk about how you can actually raise capital, how you can actually get access to money, how you can actually build a network of accredited investors to actually fund these real estate deals or do basically what you want to do. So let me go ahead here and start my little uh, slideshow here. Boom, everybody can hopefully see this here, I hope. Thumbs up, great. So today, for the next hour, we're gonna focus folks on how to literally raise capital because let's face it, real estate, you need money. You know, if you're gonna do bigger deals in real estate, man, you gotta have a couple of investors, okay? Yes, you can do it on your own with a couple thousand. Maybe do one house, maybe do two. But to really build some wealth, folks, you need some big money. And I know Antonio's over there salivating like a dog, looking at that suit box full of money, man. Stacks of $100 bills, okay? Lots of zeros. That's what you got to get, folks. You got to get a little briefcase like that. So when you show up in a business meeting, you put that briefcase down on the table and you open it up, it don't have pencils and paper. It's got stacks of hundreds just like this. Old Grant Cardone, man, I love the dude. He was there the other day, man, waving stacks just like this, just counting them out, right? Y'all see that money machine that he sprays around them? $100 bills come flying out of that money machine. Man, I love that. So my goal for you today, folks, is to share with you the key ingredients that I've personally used to literally raise millions of dollars in investor capital from investors. And more importantly, learn how to do it where you don't have to spend a fortune. You don't have to have lots of money. I'm going to dispel a lot of misconceptions here today, but I want you all to leave today with the knowledge and understanding of how to approach investors, how to talk to people, to raise capital, how to get access to the hundreds of thousands, the millions of dollars that are out there, okay, that are rightfully yours. All you got to do is learn how to ask for it. Now, my special gift for being here today, being on the call, is you're going to get my four-step outline to raising capital. I call it my blueprint, okay? It's my blueprint. And I've literally used this to raise money from investors. And I've taught other people how to do the same thing. Now, here's the secret, folks. When I was in business and I had my oil company, um, I was looking to hire somebody to come to work for me as a salesperson to get on the phone and to raise capital. And we put an ad in the local newspaper there in Austin, Texas. Got a lot of resumes, a lot of stuff coming in. And one morning, my uh, assistant buzzed me and said, Brad, Jack's here for his interview. I said, great. Tell Jack I'll be right there. Turn the corner. And there, sitting in my reception area, folks, is a guy not dressed in a suit, not even wearing business attire. Here's a guy showing up for an interview with jeans that had holes in the knees. He had on work boots that were covered in dust and mud. He had on a flannel shirt, folks. And for any of you that saw David Spade in the movie Joe Dirt, he had a mullet for a haircut. Looked like old Billy Ray Cyrus, Joe Dirt, and a big old Fu Manchu. And when he stood up and shook my hand, his hands were covered in calluses. So it's very obvious that this was a man that worked manual labor. And so 
most people probably would have entered the interview right there in the reception area and sent the poor man off on his way. I mean, we were in a prestigious bank building. We had law firms, accounting firms, big financial services companies. But I took a liking to him because I'll never forget what my grandparents taught me. What they taught me was people will forget your name. They might forget what you do, but they will never forget the way you make them feel. And so I took him into my conference room. And after 20 to 30 minutes of chit-chatting, I looked at him and I said, Jack, why do you want to work here? And what he said next got him the opportunity of a lifetime. He looked at me and he said, it's because my wife and my daughter have bigger dreams than me. I want to give them everything in life they deserve. And what I realized was his purpose was bigger than he himself. And I said, if you can be here Monday morning, I'll put you to work. Now, he showed up Monday morning, and here's the secret. Dressed not much better, folks, than he showed up for that interview, okay? He showed up literally dressed much the same way, jeans, holes in the knees, flannel shirt, Fu Manchu. And old Brad Blazer's sitting there looking at this dude saying to myself, man, you really messed up big time. You made a big mistake here. This poor dude just quit his job came to work for you, and now he's got to get on the phone and talk to big-time multimillionaires trying to convince them to write checks for fifty dollars and $100,000, and the poor kid don't even own a suit. And I sat back, and I said to myself, what do I do? What I did was I invested in him and his future. I said, Jack, come with me. We got in my Porsche, took him to a department store, and I treated him to two suits. And I literally dressed him from head all the way down to his feet. New shoes, belts, ties, dress shirts. And I took him to my barber. I said to the barber, let's give this dude a Hollywood makeover. Let's clean him up. And he gave him a nice haircut, trimmed the beard. And when we walked back into the office later that afternoon, folks, my receptionist did not even recognize him as the same person that left earlier that day. But here's the secret. The next morning, when he showed up, man, I could tell there was a difference. Transformation, the magic had just begun. If any of you want to know how to up your game, man, just dress a little bit nicer, man. It'll make you feel so much better. Dress for success. But the transformation begun the next day. He was wearing that nice new suit. Oh, man, he looked good. Walked in, man, how you doing, Mr. Blazer? I said, come over here to the conference room. We're going to do some sales training. Gave him the script. Taught him how to close, what to say, the psychology of the sale that you're going to learn here today. And that year, folks, that young man made almost $250,000. Treated himself to a nice new Rolex, a pair of ostrich cowboy boots, and it changed his life. That's when Brad Blazer, me, had a revelation. A revelation is a major aha moment in one's life that you recognize a certain talent or skill that if you're then able to back it up with conviction, can change people. My revelation was I can change people's lives. I've got the skills to train, instill new discipline and habits because here I took a dude that was probably making 50 grand working in the hot Texas sun taught him how to make a quarter million dollars, become a top sales professional. So today, what we're going to talk about, folks, is what makes this different? There's lots of sales training out there. 
Brad Lee, Closer School, all these people out there. This isn't sales school, folks. This is raising money school. Now, it, it'll work for anybody that applies it because after all, how could me, a 23-year-old kid without a college degree as a college dropout raise millions and then teach other people, dozens of other people to do exactly the same thing? And here's the thing. This is the big misconception, folks. You don't need a big old track record you don't need prior experience for this to work. You can raise millions without spending tons of money to do it. You'll learn it's not just the skills. It's not just the sales skills. It's also the mindset. We're going to talk about the mindset. And lastly, you're going to learn and you're going to understand what you need to become successfully prepared. So who am I? We're going to Go over this again, like I said, because some people jumped on the call. I've successfully raised over $2 billion from family offices, high net worth, accredited investors, registered investment advisory firms, doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs. Started an oil company at 23 years old, built it up to a platform where we had 35 employees raising literally millions a month. Today, I consult entrepreneurs all around the world on how to raise capital, how to buy, build, or scale their businesses. And in addition, I've also closed some of the biggest deals for some of the world's largest financial services firms, $11 million, the largest sale on record for Allion, second largest insurance carrier in the world, $9 million, $7.5 million for SmartStop, big premier owner of self-storage properties across the country. And of course, I host Beast Nation, the second highest ranking podcast according to Yahoo News, Yahoo Finance. And if you're interested in self-development, you like to read my book, on the Wings of Eagles, which you can get on Amazon, was rated as the number one top-ranked read for young entrepreneurs. Why? It's not a business book. It's a book about beliefs, about creating the right habits, about understanding what's important to be successful. So over the course of my career, folks, I'm just going to tell you, man, I've done a lot of things right. A lot of people would look at me and say, oh, Brad Blazer, man, he's got the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've also done a lot of shit wrong. Now, I've spent literally, I can't tell you how many tens of thousands, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars making mistakes. And the way I look at it, folks, is a little different than maybe a lot of other people. When I invest a lot of money in something and it don't work, I just look at it and I just say, you know what, man, that's expensive tuition. It's just expensive tuition. Because if you keep at it and you keep doing certain things over and over again, eventually you'll find out what does work. And then what does work, you simply amplify. You simply increase the intensity on what's working. Because if it's working and you throw more energy and more intensity at it, it should work with greater intensity. So while I've done a lot of stuff right, I've done a lot of stuff wrong. And the best part about this is by being here today, you're going to get shortcuts, okay? Because after doing this for 30 years and raising $2 billion, this is what I've learned. Anybody can do this. Investors, high net worth people don't care about you. They don't care how old you are as much as they care about the deal and the prospects for them to make money. At the end of the day, folks, it's all about me. What's in it for me, Brad? Tell me how much money I can make. If I look at you and I feel that you're an honest person, I'm in the deal. You don't need a Rolodex. You don't need to be part of a country club. 
But the secret is there's definitely a right way of raising capital and there is a wrong way. And I discovered this the hard way after spending literally thousands of dollars, countless hours and through trial and error. And you get to cheat. You're gonna find out the easy way. You're gonna find out today. The hard way, you know, man, I just laugh. Hosting these big expensive events, these big dinners at fancy steakhouses, getting lists and inviting people to Perry Steakhouse or some big fancy restaurant and putting on a big laser light show where you're giving a presentation and you're spending thousands of dollars. What do you end up with? Bunch of plate lickers, bunch of people that are there for the free handout and the free meal, okay? The other big mistake I see people make is going unprepared, not understanding what you need as an investor kit to make a good first impression. So that when you go and you pitch, you're pitching professionally. That person who's got the money looks at you and says, that dude's got his shit together, man. He came with an investor kit. He came with a deck. He came with an investment objective. He knows what he's trying to accomplish. And therefore, I'm willing to back him. Folks, you don't need to call on your friends and family. Oh my God, that's the worst thing you could ever do when you start a business or you're trying to raise capital. Don't you want to be able to go to the holiday dinners and spend time with your family next year? What's going to happen if that deal you're trying to raise money for falls through the cracks? Or worse yet, you lose their money. <laughs> you're not going to want to show up at the holiday dinners because you know that old Phil's going to come up to you and say, hey, Brad, how's my $100,000 doing, buddy? Oh, man, I feel so bad. Old Phil, man, you know, it ain't doing as well as I thought it was. Worse yet, you lost it. It's like a doctor that did everything they could to resurrect the patient, but the poor dude died on the operating table. Don't raise money from friends and family. And lastly, folks, going to venture capital, private equity firms, other, quote, professional firms that give money, that's a long process. It's expensive. They put you through the ringer. They got great due diligence, blah, blah, blah. The easy way to raise money and build a multi-million dollar business or raise millions of dollars a month is simply doing exactly what I did. And so in the last year, I've literally raised $25 million for some deals that I've been involved in, as well as some other people, primarily multifamily. I didn't spend a small fortune. I didn't know any of the investors. They were all cold calls. Didn't know any of them. And I didn't host a single event. Didn't have a single dinner. Didn't do anything like that. Everything I did was virtual, was Zoom. Now, I'll tell you this, results are not typical. I'm gonna walk you through today, folks, all of the key ingredients. Antonio's asked me, man, to pull back the curtains, be the Wizard of Oz, show you the magic, and I'm gonna do that today. But here's the key difference. The reason this does not work for most people is because they don't back it with effort. They don't back it with action. They like it, they listen to it, but then they don't commit, okay? So I'm gonna give you everything I got folks for free. Now, this isn't for get rich quick people. It will work for those that take action, but those that are amateurish, those that just look at this as a casual interest, it won't get you where you wanna be. If you wanna raise I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's gonna scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money.
This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. Billions and you want to invest in real estate, you got to take some action on this because it will work. If I can teach old Jack, a roughneck that showed up for an interview in jeans that had holes in the knees and boots covered in mud, how to make a quarter million dollars using this exact same script and exactly what you're going to learn here today and how I've taught dozens of other people. It works, folks. Now, here's basically some misconceptions that I want to share today. Three secrets. You're going to learn here how you can raise between one and a half and two million dollars with an investment of no more than $1,000 to $2,000 of your own money. And you're going to learn why you need a little bit of money. It's to buy the list of investors. Number two, you're going to learn how to cultivate a high-quality list of high-net-worth accredited investors that you can solicit, that you can talk to, that you can approach for capital. And here's the best part about this, folks, and this is the part I love you can start seeing results in about three to five weeks. Literally, you can, have, you can have money in the bank in three to five weeks rather than months and begin closing your first group of investors very quickly. How many of you would like to get a check for $50,000, $100,000 from a rich dude literally in three to five weeks and be able to go out and buy that first house or start building some capital to go out and buy that first apartment building? You see, this doesn't take months. This literally can take weeks if you do it and you understand the process of how to actually do this, folks. So secret number one, how to raise between one and a half to $2 million with only $1,000 to $2,000 of your own money. I did this as a 23-year-old kid, college dropout, no prior track record. I was code calling investors on the telephone, just dialing for dollars, built a multi-million dollar oil company, and I did it all, folks, without calling on any friends and family. If I can do it, I know anybody can do it. But here's the secret. In order to do this, you've got to create the right mindset. What do I mean by the right mindset? Would you all agree that there is a difference between being a salesperson and a closer? Let me say that again. Would you all agree that there is a difference between being a salesperson and being a closer? Okay, what's the difference? The closer is the one that's making the big money. The salesperson sells flirt. That's my expression. They sell flirt. They're, they're, they're trained to be polite. They'll talk to a prospect or a customer all day long. But when it comes time to close and ask for the commitment, folks, they, they cave. And that's why closers get paid the big money to close. That's why the salesperson usually are the people that are on the front end that just simply get the person on the phone, build the interest. 
The first thing is you've got to develop the mindset of raising capital. Mindset number one, you've got to create the attitude that some will, some won't, so what? You've got to come across to the prospect or the customer that you really don't need them as much as they need you. And you're going to let them know right up front, this is part of the psychology that makes this work, that you got nothing to sell. you got to completely disarm them. The other secret of this mindset, folks, is that you have to talk to this person. Could be a retired doctor. Could be a business owner. Could be a retired executive, CEO of a company, as if you're at the same level. You're, you're a person of worth. You've got to see yourself in the future of where you're trying to go. If you want to be a millionaire, you've got to see yourself as a millionaire. When old Jack Vaughn started working for me, he used to put his feet up on the desk and sit back in his chair. And he used to wear a Stetson. And he was chomping on the end of a cigar. Why? Because J.R. Ewing in Dallas was the biggest damn show on TV. And that's what he saw himself as. And he kept telling me, Brad, you told me, whatever my mind can conceive and believe, it will achieve. See yourself successful and communicate that to your prospect. They don't want to invest $100,000 with a loser. They want to give money to somebody they trust that they feel can execute on that strategy. And so part of this, folks, is you've got to communicate that right up front. You're a person of worth, of substance. I'm calling you today, Jerry. Don't have anything to sell you. And if you have an interest in what we're doing, man, I'd love to develop a relationship that takes place over time. And if you invest, great. If you don't, that's fine too. So secret number two, how you cultivate a list of high net worth accredited investors for you to solicit capital to. Now, most people, okay, should never do these big events. I see big companies doing this. I see a lot of financial planners doing this, and I just laugh. I was hired by a multi-billion dollar company as their national sales director. And this company was based on Wall Street. And as I was talking to the CEO, he said, hey, Brad, we've started a new big real estate division. The president of that division is going to be in Houston, Texas, with one of the other people that works in our headquarters here. They're doing a big event at a place called Sullivan Steakhouse on Westheimer. You know where that is? Oh, yeah. Why don't you go? and see the presentation, and introduce yourself to Joe, who's going to be there. And I did. And so imagine, folks, I walk into this beautiful room in the back of the restaurant. They got the whole big table set up for 35 people. I showed up about 15 minutes early so I could meet Joe, the president of this new division. And we waited. And we waited some more. I looked at my watch and I said, Joe, it's not raining. No bad weather outside. And half an hour after we were supposed to start, we looked at each other and I was the only person that showed up for that damn event. And I said, it looks like you guys need old Brad Blazer in your life because you don't know how to put together events. And more importantly, you don't know how to raise money. He said, man, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Folks, one of the big problems of doing these events is if you don't fill the seats, you're obligated to the restaurant to still pay the bill, right? Don't do that. They're expensive and costly. Again, you get plate liquors, you get unqualified prospects. B 
big time investors, serious money don't show up at these because they don't care about a steak dinner. And most importantly, it takes a tremendous amount of planning. So where do you go to find rich people? Do you need to be a member of a country club? No. Here's my secret, folks. I've got a good friend of mine by the name of Tony. Tony Panico, P-A-N-I-C-O. Tony Panico has a company called Partners for Prosperity. Okay, Partners for Prosperity is a company that my good friend Tony owns and what he does and the business that Tony is in, folks, is he is in the business of sharing high quality accredited investor leads. Partners for Prosperity. And the dude's name there is Tony Fanico. Now, why is this important? Because Tony will give you a list of thousands of rich people and it don't cost you an arm and a leg. Now, how does this work? When you call Tony, you say, Tony, Brad Blazer, the $2 billion man told me I need to call you. I'm doing an event or I'd like to get on the phone and call people. He's gonna say, great, what market or what part of the country do you wanna focus on? I live in Texas, right out here in Houston, great. What he wants from you and what you're gonna to have to provide Tony are zip codes. Because the list that he's gonna cultivate or put together for you is based on demographics, your target. Is it better to approach investors through a laser scope than take a shotgun approach? Of course. So you talk to Tony, you say, Tony, I'm looking for investors, dude, that have a net worth of between a million and $3 million. I'm looking for people that are pre-retirees between the age of 55 and 75. I'm looking for people that are liquid for two to 300,000, where the value of their home is between 800,000 and 2 million. And I'm looking at these zip codes. So in Houston, as an example, we have what I call pockets of wealth. We got River Oaks, we got Bunker Hill, we got Piney Point Village, we got Tangawile, we got Sugar Land, we got where I live out here in Fulcher. And I just say, here are the zip codes, dude. And Tony says, great, I'll call you back tomorrow. Tony calls you back the next day and he says, Brad, in those zip codes you gave me, I've got 6,825 households that meet those demographics. We got phone numbers, we got names, we got addresses. How do you want it? Send me an Excel spreadsheet. Great. Now, he can send it to you in a spreadsheet. He can send it to you on little three by five cards. He can send it to you on a DVD, CD-ROM. I don't care how you get it. But what you're getting now is you're getting a list of all these accredited investors. You're getting a list, folks, of prospects. You're getting a list of people to network and cultivate and approach. Now, that's one way to do it. And for a list of 5,000, 6,000 names might cost you five, 600 bucks. Doesn't cost you thousands, just a couple hundred bucks. And boom, you got a list of accredited investors that you can cultivate a network. Now, there's another way to do it too, folks. And that is you can go to your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, and you can start posting that you're looking for investors. But you have to be very careful when you do this to make sure you're not violating any securities rules or regulations. And you want to make sure that everybody you're talking to is an accredited investor, which simply means that they have an income of 200000 or more per year, or they have a net worth 
of over a million dollars. Now, I always like to talk about the experiment that almost failed. Because when you look at the experiment that almost failed, it was doing the event, the old-fashioned way. This company that I told you about, raising billions of dollars, trying to host a big event at Sullivan's, they had the big room set up. Didn't work. Didn't raise a dime. Nobody showed up. The new model, what I did, is I bought a list, just like I'm telling you to buy a list from old Tony. And then I just started calling people using what you're going to learn today, which is this four-step process, built relationships, started closing $50,000, $100,000 checks, started teaching my salespeople how to do it. And the results? Built a multi-million dollar company, folks. Built a multi-million dollar business. Fully subscribed a $25 million offering. Closed it out in less than a year. Had three salespeople top salesperson making a few hundred thousand dollars a year in commission. And my first investor, my very first investor ever where I rang the bell, I closed three weeks after starting this process, okay? The last and the most important secret is this can happen quickly if you take action, okay? And if you back it with action. Now, here's the thing. If you work this high net worth investor list, and you start approaching people, you can see results very, very quickly. It's a four-call process. And I want to send everybody that has an interest a free copy of the script. So if you're interested, you want to send your email address to my assistant, Lisa. And I'm going to go ahead and type the old uh, email address in here. It's info, I-N-F-O, at Blazer dot com and just say i'm looking for the script and we'll send you the script the first thing you want to do folks when you get this list and you start calling people is you just want to call this prospect this investor they don't know you from adam you don't know them and all you're trying to do is you're trying to build a relationship so it, the call might go something like this ring ring hello is this antonio smith jr Yes, it is. Hey, Antonio, this is Brad Blazer calling from Five Star Capital. Just want to let you know right up front, buddy, not calling to offer anything today. Matter of fact, don't have anything to sell. I just was calling to see if you have an interest in real estate investments. And then I just bite my tongue and I listen. Nine out of 10 times, the person on the other end of the phone is going to say one of a dozen things. Number one, I'm not interested. Number two, no, I'm not. Or number three, yeah, I mean, I've invested in real estate before. But if one of the first two things happens, folks, where they say, no, I'm not interested, right, or no, what do most salespeople do? They say, thank you very much, and they hang up the phone, and they dial the next person on the list. Big mistake, folks. Remember what I said earlier, the mindset. It ain't sales skills, mindset. Your job and your only job on this call is to build a relationship. And so as a closer and as somebody that's raised millions of dollars knows that person is trying to get you off the phone. It's a smoke screen. And so when they say, you know, I'm really not interested, I just 
abruptly, man, I jump in like, boom, before they can hang up the phone, I say, oh, Mr. Smith, I totally understand. Like I said, man, I'm not trying to sell you anything today. Let me just ask you a question. The fact that you're not interested, was that because you had invested in real estate before and it just didn't work out the way you had expected it to? Trying to get him to open up a little bit. You know, maybe another question, had you invested in a limited partnership with other people, maybe back in the 80s or at a time when the economy wasn't doing well and you lost your money? Just asking questions and I'm listening. All I'm trying to do, folks, is get that person to stay on the phone and just open up. It's like peeling back layers of an onion. The more I get them to speak, the more intelligence I get. And I try to just get that person to open up by asking questions, telling them a little bit about what we do, not selling it. And I just end the call by simply saying again, you know, Mr. Smith, I want to thank you again for your time today. Great to get to know you. Like I said, man, I don't have anything to sell you. And here's the secret bullet, folks. You want to write this down. This is what I always said. This is part of the psychology in building this up so that it works. Mr. Smith, the reason I have nothing to sell you today is because we always give our prior investors the right, the first refusal on all ensuing programs. And because we do a good job, most of the times our offerings are fully subscribed. What I'd love to do is just simply send you some information on us, tell you who we are, tell you a little bit about us, and maybe also send some information that explains some of the significant tax benefits of investing in real estate. Would that be all right with you today? Great. Boom. You hang up the phone. You go to your little CRM or wherever you keep your notes. You type in, great call today with Antonio Smith. The dude's a whale. Dude, I could tell by the way he was talking. Send him the stuff. And then what I'm going to do in my CRM or my notes or whatever it is I use is I'm going to say, I'm going to call this dude back in about eight to 10 days. Eight to 10 days. Give him time to get it. Now, you can send it digitally via email. And what you're sending is a nice corporate brochure. Okay, something that you've put together that you spent some time on. Maybe four or five days later, I follow up with an email, just a reminder as a drip. Hey, Mr. Smith, Brad Blazer, just want to thank you again for your time last week. I saw this article that really resonated with me that speaks again to the significant tax benefits of real estate, thought it would be of interest. I'm trying to add value. This is what we call a non-linear follow-up. You see, in sales, you have what we call linear and nonlinear. A linear is boom, that's a knockout punch, man. That's when you're coming in for the close. A nonlinear is a drip, an email directing them to an event, a showcase event. So that second call, eight to 10 days later, hey, Mr. Smith, Brad Blazer here, buddy. How you doing? How's the weather up there in Houston going for you? Great, great, man. Just wanted to touch base and make sure you got the information that I sent to you. Now, you know they did. Now, a lot of times I like to also send things to them in the mail. And this is a decision that you are going to have to make as an entrepreneur, depending on how much money you have, what your budget is. I like sending stuff because my stuff, man, it's first class. It makes a good impression when people open up that envelope and they see the card stock and they see the beautiful business cards, they know we spent money and it sells. 
they look at that package, they're like, these people got their act together. If you don't, man, just send it digitally. But you know they got it. Yeah, I got it, but I really haven't had time to look at it. How many of you have heard that excuse, that lame-ass excuse we all heard? Yeah, I got it, but I haven't had time to look at it. And what does that old salesperson do nine out of ten times? Oh, that's fine, Mr. Smith. Let me just call you back in a couple days. No! Again, mindset. Mr. Smith, I understand we're so very busy. You know, if you have access to what I sent, I'll wait a second or two because there's two or three important pages in there I'd like to bring to your attention. Go get it. Now, they're either going to say they can't, which is fine, and then you default to I'll call you back. But nine out of ten times, what are they going to say? Okay, hang on. I got it right over here. Or let me pull it up on my email. And then all you do is you refer them to a couple of pages in what you sent. You call their attention to some things that you want to stand out. Again, building a relationship, talking about what you do, the tax benefits. And then again, at the end of that third call, the takeaway, you know, Mr. Smith, we work with so many people. I don't know if this is for you. For those of you that are listening, are you familiar with a close called the takeaway sale? The takeaway is one of the most powerful closes in selling folks because people naturally want what they perceive they can't get. And did you hear what I said? To Mr. Smith, a guy on the other end of the phone that's qualified, that has the money, he heard me say, Mr. Smith, I don't know if this is for you. Now, what's he thinking? He's thinking, Brad, this is for me, buddy. I'm qualified and I need tax benefits and I need to reduce my damn taxes. And I just take it away. I said, this, this might not be for you, Mr. Smith. What I'd like to do is put you on my list and if we do have a small allocation or an opening in one of our future programs, would it be okay if I called you? Yeah, that's fine. Great. Hang up the phone. Put them in my little CRM. Oh, dude, this was a great call. Put lots of notes in there. Eight to ten days later, calling him back. And this is, folks, the moment of truth. This is where the mindset is key. You're doing him a favor. You're not selling. You're not pushing. You ain't pitching. The second you come across doing that, you are dead meat. Mr. Smith, Brad Blazer, Five Star Capital. So excited to be back in touch with you, man. You asked me to do you a favor, and I put your name on my list, and all I'm doing today is I'm going down my list of people. We have a small allocation in a property we're buying outside of Houston in Sugar Land. It's 132 beautiful Class A property. It's got all the amenities people look for, swimming pool, fitness center, yadi dadi da. If you've got a second, I'd love to tell you about it. And then you just go through the deal. This is where you're presenting the opportunity. And what I recommend is you create basically bullet points, all of the important sales points of the deal. You know, located right off the major interstate, close to the major university, the HBU, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're anticipating being able to give you an 8% cash on cash return paid monthly, and we're projecting uh, internal rate of return of 16 to 18%. And then at the end, you say, I'd love to send you the investor package. Can we put the package in the mail to you? Sure, great. You hang up. You send them the package, and what you're going to send, folks, is basically what we call an investor kit. 
Now, I'm doing big multifamily. If you're just doing houses, you can send them a smaller version, which is a one-pager as a teaser. Get a picture of the house, has a map, shows before and what you propose is after, maybe a list of what you're going to do, and I can help coach you on all that. Maybe you have a nice little PowerPoint presentation that you've put together to sell what it is you're trying to do. But what you're going to send basically, folks, is what I call your best pitch. This is now where this guy's expressed interest. And then the last call, eight to 10 days later, you're following up and you're answering questions and you're closing. Now, here's what you do again. Did you get it? Yes. What are they going to say? Haven't looked at it. Great. Go get it. A couple things in that memorandum and that stuff I want to bring your attention to. Get the dialogue going, folks. And here's the big secret. You'll get questions. You might get some objections. Objections are good. But you're going to get to a point towards the end of that last fourth call. And this is so very important, folks. This is where you got to close. This is where, and I hate to say this because we got a lot of ladies on the call, but you got to grow a set of balls. And what I mean by that, folks, is there's positive tension. He's an investor. He's qualified. You know he's qualified. You told him right up front, this might not be for you, and I don't know if it is. And you've got to say this, and you've got to use these exact words. Whenever you give a person an out, nine out of ten times they don't take the out. So I want you to write this down because this close has made me millions and it's closed billions. This is what you say. You say, Mr. Smith, how much of this would you like to purchase today? You want one unit, two units, three units, or no units? Did you hear what I said, folks? Mr. Smith, how much of this would you like to purchase today? You want one unit, two units, three units, or no units? Usually, they'll come back and they'll say something. Well, tell me again, Brad, how much two units in your program cost? And that's when I say, go get your checkbook, Phil. Welcome aboard. You see? Now, that's how you close. You give the person the opportunity to say no units. Now, if they say, you know, I got to think about it, that just, again, tells you that you haven't overcome all the objections. And sometimes you have to close real boldly and really hit the guy between the eyes. And so when I was in the oil business and I was training my salespeople, I used to explain to them that for many customers and many prospects, if they've never invested in something before, like a limited partnership or a syndicated deal, there's some hesitation. And what you have to do is you have to gently push them just a little bit. For all of you that have ever jumped off a high dive, right? You probably remember the very first time you climbed the ladder at the neighborhood swimming pool to the high dive. You crawled out to the edge of the diving board. And you looked down and you said to yourself, it's a lot higher up here than I thought it was going to be. And then you look behind you and you saw that there was a line forming of other kids up the ladder and you realized you didn't want to embarrass yourself and ask them all to, to get back off the ladder so you could go back down and cry to your mama. And you, you stood there and you finally, you finally jumped. And when you realized you didn't die and it was a whole lot of fun, you ran back up the ladder and of course you, uh, you did it again. What these people need is they need a push. 
And when I was in the oil business, folks, I was pitching a very wealthy, wealthy doctor worth millions of dollars. He was investing alongside Sheldon Adelson. For those of you that don't know Sheldon, he is the founder of the Sands Casino in Vegas, one of the richest people in the world. And I knew this guy, this doctor was qualified. Why? Because he flew out in his private jet to meet me in person. For some reason, he would not invest. I don't know what it was. I think maybe he just never invested in oil. And it was like that little kid on the diving platform that's just going, whoa, and he catches himself. And all he needed was a little nudge. And one day I just sat back and I said, Dr. Schnack, it takes two things to invest in an oil well. He said, what? And I said, big balls, lots of money. Which of the two don't you have? And again, I bit my tongue because the first person that speaks next will lose the sale. And he said, next, tell me again how much three units in your drilling program cost. And of course, I just said, go get your checkbook. Welcome aboard. If you want to raise money, folks, you have to develop this mindset. You have to talk to someone of worth at that same level. That's how businessmen talk. They're like, hey, Jerry, man, it just takes two things, buddy, balls and money. I mean, which of the two don't you have? That's how they expect a business person to talk to them. If you go, oh, please, please, Mr. Smith, get out your checkbook, my God, we need to pay the electricity next month. <laughs> You're the saving grace, the Hail Mary. Their spider senses will come up and they will run in the other direction. So part of this technique process of using the script, folks, is it's not just understanding the script, it's the psychology behind the script, the takeaway, building up the psychological sale, but then also, more importantly, on the back end, once they've expressed interest, closing and asking for the business. Imagine getting access to millions of dollars that you need to build, buy, or scale a business, or fund that special real estate deal, all by simply picking up the phone and reaching out to people. And the best part about it, folks, is it works. Okay, imagine getting access to the money you need to buy multifamily properties, okay, like this beautiful apartment building, okay, or, or to start a business. For those of you that wanna go out and start a business that need investor capital, what you have to do is put together your business plan. You have to put together basically a nice presentation, but then you need to get out in front of the investors. You need to start cultivating. You need to start marketing because if you're sitting there looking at this saying, man, I want to do this. This makes so much sense. This is exactly what I've been looking for. Okay. But you never take action. You'll never see results. So in the last hour, wouldn't you agree? It's been great so far. But here's the thing, folks. I can't cover everything you need in an hour webinar. Even if we had all day, there's so, so much more. And so I want to make a special offer to all of you. And if you act fast, I'm going to give you something very, very, very special. This week on the 15th, which is Thursday, I'm hosting a free webinar, absolutely free, where I'm going deep. I'm really unpacking all of this to a much greater extent. You're going to get the script for those of you that have emailed the script. If you want to get the link to attend the free webinar, send the link again to Lisa. Okay, it's info, I-N-F-O, at bradblazer.com, and we will give you basically free entry into this webinar, okay? You'll basically get access to the webinar for free. 
and you'll get access to that and everything else. The other thing though that I wanna basically also explain is that you're gonna get the four-step blueprint and I'm gonna give you what I call my investor kit template. This is a $2,500 template of how to create an offering memorandum, how to create the PowerPoint, how to present yourself professionally to investors. I'm also gonna give you other secrets on how to access high net worth investor lists. Today I gave you one, my good buddy Tony Panico, Partners for Prosperity, He'll sell you a list for five, 600 bucks, thousands of high net worth accredited investors. And then also, I'm gonna give you a guide that I put together, kind of a booklet called The Nine Truths to Raising Capital, okay? All of that, if we were to sell at retail, would be close to a $9,000 value. We're gonna give it to you for free just for showing up at the webinar on Thursday of this week, the 15th. Now, I wanna close because we're getting to the top of the hour with an event that I'd like to invite everybody to. How many of you are familiar with the book, Think and Grow Rich? Okay, Napoleon Hill, one of the greatest books, one of the greatest reads out there. Sharon Lecter, who I, of course, interviewed last week. Oh, look at that. Someone's holding a Phil. It's got it right there. Love it, Phil. Um, was involved with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And a very good friend of mine by the name of Sir John Shin, John Shin, is a multimillionaire based out on the West Coast that is part of WFG with Ed Milet. It's got a very successful financial services company. What John Shin and Sharon Lecter did is they partnered with the Napoleon Hill Foundation and they came out with the movie called Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy. Uh, people like Oprah, Sharon Lecter, uh, Grant Cardone, and a number of very prominent people were part of this movie. And I'm hosting an event in Laredo, Texas, October the 24th, live. We're gonna be there in person for any of you that are on the West Coast or wanna come down to Texas, or for those of you that are here in Texas that wanna to come to Laredo, it's on a Saturday, the 24th. It is called the Bounce Back Tour. Why the Bounce Back? Folks, this has been a tough year, okay? I mean, it's knocked the shit out of a lot of people. I coach people that have lost businesses I've talked to people that have lost sources of income. And there's two things that can happen. One, you can retreat to a place of comfort and you can contract and you can hope the problems go away or you can attack. Successful people, folks, are attacking bigger, stronger than ever. And what we wanna do is we wanna give you the tools, we wanna give you the skills, we wanna give you the knowledge and the mindset to literally get out there and be successful. The Bounce Back Tour is gonna be there. Yeah, Lori Stye is gonna be there. She's uh, one of our sponsors. Um, we've also got, um, Shakar is gonna be there virtually uh, as well. The Bounce Back Tour, we decided is gonna bring some of the biggest names in financial services, real estate, business, um, other industries. We got Sergio Bruna who if you don't know Sergio, this dude is a stud. He is the global ambassador to General Motors and has done over hundreds of commercials for Chevrolet and GM. He's appeared on Larry King Live. I mean, my God, being interviewed by Larry Kay, man, the dude's unbelievable. He's gonna be there in person as one of the speakers. Sir John Shin is gonna be one of our special keynote speakers. We have former Major League Baseball player who was drafted by the Red Sox, Shea Hillebrand, 
as a speaker. We have myself, Victor Maya, who was literally uh, smuggled into the United States at the age of six by the coyotes that smuggled him and his family across the river into Houston, now the CEO of multiple multi-million dollar companies. It's a full day event, general admissions $49.99. If you don't want to come to Laredo, get a live streaming ticket, sit at home and watch it from the comfort of your home. We'll have three camera angles streaming the entire event. You can actually go and you can watch it that way. But it's something folks, for any of you that are interested that I definitely would recommend. Uh, and the website is right there. If you want to check it out, just posted the website to the chat. You can click on that. You can watch the video. We got a promo reel. You can see basically what the event is all about. We'd love to see you there. For any of you that have sales organizations, have people that work with you or assigned you, consider getting a sponsorship, man. Get 10 tickets. Give them to your sales team. Come down to the radio because it's going to be fantastic. It's going to give you the knowledge. It's going to give you the training. It's going to give you the motivation. And like I said, at the very onset, folks, the quickest way up your game is to surround yourself with successful people, make connections, network. The key also is at the event, you'll not only get a chance to meet us in person and connect, you'll be able to join us for dinner. We're going to go out for dinner that night. Imagine sitting at a table with people that are worth literally millions of dollars, getting into their head, asking them what they're doing, what are they thinking? How are they seeing the economy change? So again, folks, I'm making this available to you because we have limited seating. It is phenomenal. You know, invest some time, drive, come from Houston, come from San Antonio, come from Austin, get behind the wheel, come down Friday night, join us for dinner for happy hour the night before, attend the event. 49 bucks. If you want VIP right up front or platinum VIP front row, you got those options as well, folks. But again, come down and join us. If you can't do that, at least come to the virtual event and support us that way because one idea, one idea that you take from this event that you back with action can change your entire life, folks. And that's the key about anything like this, training, motivation, inspiration that people don't understand. If you just get one idea and then you back it with action and intensity and you stay at it, it can change your life. I've seen it happen for lots of people. I've seen it happen for me. I wasn't, I wasn't always a global author and a podcaster and a speaker and a trainer. Hell, did I had a corporate job that I walked away from a long while ago as my coaching and speaking career evolved and got to a point where it was self-sustaining because it was one idea. It was one person that came into my life that said, Brad, you've got a gift and your gift is adding value to other people. And I didn't believe him at first. I was skeptical. Okay. When I wrote my book, my first book, I sat back after I pushed the button and I published it on Amazon and I said, okay, mom. Okay. Siblings. Okay. Aunts and uncles, my book's out. And I sat back waiting for the sales. No sales. <laughs> now, how humbling is it when you're a published author and your family and your aunts and uncles and your friends don't even buy your damn book? See, here's the secret I didn't know. They never saw me as that new person. They never saw me as an author, as a motivational speaker, as somebody that was out coaching people. Today, they're my biggest advocates. 
They all have copies in my books. They all promote me. They attend my events. And they look at me today and they're like, dude, you did everything you set out for, man. Your book's number one for young entrepreneurs. You got the highest rated podcast, the second highest rated podcast on Yahoo. You're speaking all over the world. You're consulting with people in multiple countries. And it's simply because, folks, I did not give up on my dreams and I did not give up on my goals. When my wife asked me years ago, how much money are you going to invest in this before you give it up? I said, I'm not going to give up. I don't care if I have to invest another $100,000. This is who I want to be. I have a vision of being Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone. And today I'm a person of interest. I got, you know, 35, 40,000 followers on Instagram. I'm being paid $25,000 for a keynote. And so what I'm telling all of you, find your something special. Today, look at yourself in the mirror. Grace, Pamela. Dr. Trask, Jerry Potter, look at yourself and say, what's my gift? What, what am I good at that just with a little bit more effort I could really refine and take to the world and develop? Because I believe everybody, folks, has a special gift. It's been great. We're at the top of the hour. Mr. ATS, buddy, like I said, man, I brought the heat, talked about subject two, talked about raising capital. Thursday's going to be even bigger and better. So I'm going to turn it over to you and close out the hour. I'll stick around for another 15, 20 minutes. Are there any questions that people would like to put into our Q&A or into the chat? And I'll try to respond to some of the questions that pop up as well as uh, on the Q&A. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the questions, can everyone please unmute your mics and give Mr. Brad $2 billion, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, that was good. That was good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have... What are the questions, folks? Um, anything and everything, folks. I have all of the questions that were in chat, Mr. Brad, so I'm going to just start shooting them off to you, sir. Yes, ma'am. The first one we have is from Abby. She said, what if you want to skip all that wholesaling and go straight into apartment slash multifamily real estate? You can definitely do it. Um, I've coached and I've consulted people that have definitely done this. What I will tell you, of course, is that, you know, buying bigger properties requires more capital, more money. And so you have to realize that you're gonna have to build a network of investors, more than likely find other people that can invest alongside you so that you can raise the capital. Um, I always believe that you should start small and then scale. So if you wanna do, you know, multifamily, Maybe you start off buying something like a six unit or an eight unit property that, you know, is going to be a couple hundred thousand and then, you know, develop your skills, understand what it's going to cost to go into each of the units and do what we call a, a rehab or, or, or makeover. Because one of the things about multifamily is you have to be able to walk through an apartment building and visually see and in your mind know what it is going to cost to bring that property to standards so that it now competes in the market with other comparable units. If it's an older property that needs updating, you're gonna to have to go in and figure each one of these apartments is gonna cost you know, $5,000 or $10,000. And over time, plan that into the renovation budget so that you can add value to that real estate. But if you wanna start with multifamily, yeah, sure, you can certainly do it. I, I've advised and consulted a lot of people that have started with six, eight, even larger properties, you know, the whole thing about multifamily is you want to get into it 
in what I call value add. Find an older property that needs some landscaping that you can put some lipstick on. You can drive the rental growth because here's the difference. Multifamily and commercial real estate does not necessarily sell based on its location. It sells based on the cash flow, cap rate. So you have to look at what the net operating income is from that multifamily property. And then that property's price is going to be tied to the net cash flow. And so over time, if you can increase the net cash flow, the net income, the property is going to grow in value. But great question. All right. Uh, this question comes from Shaker. Can individuals from India invest in the U.S. real estate market without stepping outside of India? Yes, absolutely. Um, what's typically required is that as long as a person in a foreign country, doesn't matter what country it is, um, has a way for the business entity here to report taxable income, you can absolutely 100% invest. I've had people invest in my programs in Canada, Mexico, Latin America. And what I found is that a lot of entrepreneurs that live in all of these other countries will either have things like LLCs that they own and operate in the United States. They'll have trusts, they'll have other entities. And as long as you have a way for the business here to report income through a EIN, uh, a, a tax number, not a social security number, but you know, a tax number, doesn't matter where you live. Uh, you can most definitely uh, invest through India uh, with us and other. And we're, matter of fact, we're putting together a partnership right now of 25 million that we're going to be opening much like Cardone uh, that I'll be opening at the end of this month. And so, you know, if any of you are interested, just like Cardone, uh, we can send you the uh, memorandum and all the literature. And, uh, you know, for a small nominal investment, you can be investing in, uh, you know, big time 20, $30 million apartment communities. All right, sir. This question is from Nikki. What is the realistic dollar amount you need to start buying properties on a low to no income budget? Great question. Um, I would say, you know, you want to have probably somewhere between five and $10,000 in savings. And the reason for that is if you're going to go out and use the subject to method that I explained, where you're taking over, you know, somebody's payments, you're going to be talking to their mortgage company. And usually that mortgage company is going to have the person, which is really you, uh, send within a matter of days a few thousand dollars to disrupt or stop the foreclosure process. It's a sign of good faith. That might be anywhere from 2,400, 2,500 bucks, you know, to 4,000 bucks. If you don't have it, you can't take advantage of the strategy. But then once you actually have that property turned over to you through a deed, then you might need to go in and pay one or two months of the mortgage because you're now taking over those payments while you're also rehabbing or going in and cleaning up that property with whatever needs to be done. Now, if you have an investor alongside you that is working with you that says, I'll split the profits or I'll bankroll this as you're out bird dogging deals, that's the way to go. But I would say realistically, you know, somewhere between probably five and $10,000 to get started doing the subject too. If you want to wholesale or you want to flip houses, you really don't need that much at all. I've seen people get started wholesaling and flipping houses literally with nothing. 
because you don't need money. All you need to do is find the deal, get it under contract, and then basically flip that contract, which means you're turning that house over to somebody else for a five or $10,000 profit because they see the bigger opportunity. You don't need to have as much money to do that. So it really just depends on the two approaches that you want to take to invest in real estate. Okay. Uh, next question is from Dr. Sugar Trash. She says, I'm a senior. So would a si single dwelling or a multiple dwelling be better for my first investment? To be real honest, Dr. Trask, what I love um, for people that are seniors is to look at duplexes. And there's some really nice townhouses that are in multiple parts of town that you can get into where you can rent out one side and live in the other. That way you can keep an eye on your property. That way also you can live there and the rent income that you're collecting from the other side will help offset and in many times actually pay for you to live there. So depending on how much you can rent that other side out, it's going to help you dramatically because it will lower your housing cost. And so uh, I've seen a lot of people start off with duplexes. They'll live in one side, they'll rent out the other. And what you'll find is the tax benefits of owning a larger property like that will help reduce your taxes at the end of the year to help you save even more money. Um, you know, another strategy that we really didn't even talk about on this call that I'll get into on the next one Thursday is investing in real estate in a self-directed IRA and opening up an IRA account that allows you to invest in real estate so that all of the growth, all of the appreciation continues to stay in a tax deferred account. And it's just another way to really accelerate and compound your growth. Because as most people know, if you own real estate, when you sell, you got to pay capital gains, right? The government's got their hand out. They want part of that appreciation. But if you do it inside of your IRA account, which you can do, you have to do it properly. All of that growth can grow tax deferred. And so we'll talk about that on Thursday's call. Good stuff. Good stuff. Dr. Sugar also asked, is the A license needed to be an investor? No, not at all. You don't need any licenses. You don't need anything special at all. Um, a matter of fact, I will tell you, if you want to get into real estate as an investor, people always ask me, is there any benefit to becoming a real estate agent? The answer is no. And here's what I've learned. When you become a real estate agent, you have to do things by the book. There are standardized forms that are put out by the Texas Real Estate Commission, which is TREC, that you have to use. And like I said, a lot of real estate agents don't even know how to take advantage of this subject to method that I explained today. When you're an investor, you're an investor. You want to be able to think outside the box. You're trying to do deals to your advantage. You're trying to structure deals using creative techniques, right? I'm going to get the owner to carry a second. I'm going to get this person over here to put up some money. I'm going to get the person to contribute this. Well, if you're a real estate agent, man, it's all by the books. What's by the books? Got to get a mortgage. Got to use a standard form. Got to use the contracts that are put together by the Texas Real Estate Commission. So if you got to decide what you want to do, folks. Now, can you be a real estate agent and be a successful investor? Of course, absolutely. But if you really are focused on being an investor full-time, I tell people, don't burden yourself by becoming a real estate agent and closing the door to the creative techniques or maybe 
creating your own forms, right? Or having your lawyer create your own forms that you want to use in a closing because as an agent, you can't do that. So great question, but no, you don't need any licenses whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Michelle Black wanted to know, can we receive the general warranty deed and mortgage release authorization form? Yes, absolutely. If you send an email to Lisa, uh, it's info info at bradblazar, B-L-A-Z-A-R.com. Just request that and we'll send those documents right out to you. Nikki wanted to know, can we use Partners for Prosperity for nonprofit organizations as well? Yes, absolutely. Partners for Prosperity is simply a company that is set up from my friend Tony. He works primarily with financial professionals, stockbrokers, registered reps that are trying to build their business that will give you access to lists of high net worth accredited investors. And like I said, it's driven by zip codes. Tony has helped people raise millions but he'll tell you the process of getting a list to you of these investors is I need to know the zip codes for the pockets of wealth that you're trying to market to. So when you live in a city, doesn't matter where you are, if you're in Florida, you know, there's Boca, there's Palm Beach, right? If you live here in Texas, there's obviously, you know, River Oaks, there's Sugar Land, there's Fulcher, there's Piney Point Village, Bunker Hill. In Dallas, you know, you go out, there's Prosper, there's Stonebriar, it's the zip codes. You know that in every big market, there are zip codes. Those are the pockets of wealth. That's what you want to give Tony. And then he'll come back to you the next day and he'll say within those zip codes, based on the demographics and the things that you're looking for, this is how many households we have. We got names, emails, addresses, phone numbers, et cetera. And then all you say is great, send it to me. Here's 500 bucks. You got your list. And then you have to figure out how you're going to market to that list. Okay. Antonio told me that we have time for two more questions I'm going to ask so that we can get Brad out of here and then I'm going to turn it over to Antonio. All right, Mr. Brad, what is the difference between this process and the tax lien process? Great question. So the tax lien process is a process of also buying real estate where basically somebody as a homeowner has not paid their taxes, okay? Typically, when people buy a house, they have what we call an escrow account. When you have an escrow account, the mortgage company is escrowing your payments. They're collecting every month when you make your payment taxes. They're also collecting your insurance. And then normally the first of the year, they send money to your insurance company and they send money to the different taxing authorities. You don't have to do that though, folks. There are homeowners that will pay their own taxes without using the mortgage company. The problem is if you lose your job or you don't pay the taxes, then the taxing authority comes after you for the taxes, not the mortgage company. The difference is that when you are acquiring real estate through what we call a tax lien or a sheriff sale or a tax deed, you're paying basically the taxes that somebody owes on a piece of real estate. And here's the difference, and I love tax lien sales. When you buy real estate through a tax lien, basically what you're doing now is you're taking a senior position that wipes out any and all encumbrances. That means if that house has a mortgage on it and there's a tax foreclosure and you pay the taxes, 
that mortgage is now done away with. And I've seen people buy literally hundreds thousand dollar homes for 10, 15, $20,000 in back taxes. And they own that house lock, stock and barrel, no mortgage free and clear because a tax deed certificate will wipe out any prior encumbrances. Now, usually what happens is the mortgage company is notified of the tax sale and they will come in and pay the taxes because they don't want to be wiped out. They obviously want their interest in the property to be secured. But tax lien and tax deed certificate sales are a great way to also invest in real estate. Okay, and then our last question, how can we use the investors in helping us to start off with three to five rental homes? Great question. When, when I approach investors and, and when you're talking to investors, what you really want to be expressing to them and explaining to them is the opportunity. Remember what I said earlier, it's not about you, your experience, your age, what you've done in the past. It's the deal. If the economics of the deal work and there's a chance to make money in the deal and you can communicate that to an investor, man, there's more money out there than you could ever look for. It's all about the deal. So when you find a deal, then you've got to be talking to investors and you've got to be able to say, hey, I've got this house or I've got this deal. If we repair or we rehab or we go in and we, you know, put some lipstick on the house, I could sell it for $375,000. It's in a great neighborhood. It's got a pool. We can get the house for two hundred and eighty-five. dollars Why? Because it's an older house and the seller knows it needs to be updated. So I'm looking for an investor that can come in with me that can help me. And they'll, they'll go in with you and work out a deal. You know, the investor might say, I'll put up all the money. And I'll split the profits on the back end with you, you know, 75, 25. You found it. You're going to do the work. But dude, you're flat ass broke. You don't have any money. I'm the money, dude. But on the back end, you know, we're going to make 60, $70,000 and you're going to make 25, 30%. On your first deal, that's a home run. Then you go out and you do your next deal. Start building your investor database. Go to the Rich Club, Real Estate Investment Club in Houston. Like I said, it's every month. It's at the big club that Michael Berry owns off of airport there and um, uh, the uh, 59, you know, over there by uh, Sam Houston Tallway. They used to call that the, uh, was it the RCC? That's got a new name. But, um, you know, just look up Michael Berry Club. I forget the new name of it. And it's the Rich Club, R-I-C-H Club. I think it's .org. But just put it in there. I'll tell you where the meetings are. Start going, start networking, start building your database. If you want to become a serious real estate investor, you're going to need investors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, please unmute your mics and give Mr. Brad Blazer a roaring thank you, round everybody. of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank you. Great job, great job, everybody. We'll send out everything that was requested today. Hopefully, I look for a lot of you to join us for the bounce back tour virtually, live, in person. You know, 49 bucks, folks, are virtual, 20 bucks to literally surround yourself with great thought leaders. You know, watch the movie, Think and Grow Rich. We're going to be previewing the movie live right there at the event with John Shin, the producer of that movie, talking. He's going to be presenting the movie. Multi-million dollar dude. Worked with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, you know, Sergio Bruna, 
who's literally one of the biggest influencers in the Latino market. He had the late night show called El Palado de la Noche, you know, been in over a couple hundred commercials, interviewed on Larry King Live. So hopefully all of you will subscribe to that. Again, I'm going to put the link right here to that event for those of you that might have an interest in looking at that. And I'll see everybody again next Thursday at 12 noon for continued training on real estate, capital, and anything else you'd all like me to talk about. All right, all right. And now I turn it over to the man, the myth, the legend, our founder and CEO of the ATSJR Companies, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr. All right, everybody, glad to have you. Now, it's actually this Friday, not next Thursday. Brad's like me. He doesn't know his calendar because I don't know my calendar. <laughs> You're right. It is Thursday. I mean, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what happens Friday. when we make money. We don't know what the hell we do. Somebody tells that's us. That's it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I just show up when they tell me to show that's up. It. That's it. So this Friday at noon Central Standard Time, he'll be here. Brad, which do you I want to do something super quickly? I want to send them to a phone number. Yes. You want, do you want me to use yours or, or, or your assistant? Uh, well, Lisa? what's the, what's, what's the purpose of the phone number? What's it for? Because I want them to go to your, I want everyone to actually sign up to your webinar. And I know some people, yeah, some of y'all emailed, some of you lazy. So I want them to go put ATS and then, so you know where they came from and yep. then put their name. Now you got their name and their number. Yep. And then you can just forward it to Lisa and she can sign them up directly. What does that sound like? I got you. Yeah, absolutely. That that works for me. Um, hang on for one thing. I think I got a telephone over here that I can actually send. Yeah, yeah. So we were getting ready to get a phone number, everybody, uh, because I want you to directly do this. Or what we can do, if you can't find one, uh, we can send send everybody, or y'all can send it to us, and then we'll send you directly. Yeah. But I want you to sign up. I'll tell you what, we actually just got a new phone right here for that exact purpose. Exact, exact purpose, line. Yep. The problem, right. though, is I don't yeah. know what that number is. Yeah, um, I, I, I completely, but, <laughs> I completely understand. So this is what we'll let, do. Let, let's do this, Antonio. Let's mm -hmm. have them send it to you because I gotcha. know everybody knows your number, your text, yep. and then just forward all that stuff over to me. Say no more. All of y'all text your name and then 409-500-1546. Four zero nine five hundred one five four six. Now you can email too, but I know that some yeah. of you are going to text quickly. It's the same number on WhatsApp as well because we've got India on here right now, United Kingdom and everything. Yes. Four zero nine five hundred one five four six. You're going to text your name, and I will immediately know what it is. And I'm going to just take a screenshot and I'll just text it to you, Brad, like that. And then she'll give it to Lisa and she's going to sign y'all up directly. Once you text me your name and your, actually give me your name and your email because I automatically have your number. Once you give me your name and your email, even for the recording later, because we're going to stream this live as well and Brad should get to record in about an hour as soon as it's available. Once you give me your name and your email, you automatically will be signed up and you will get a phone call. Does everybody hear me? You're going to get a phone call. You're going to be automatically signed up, period. You're going to get a phone call of great customer service, and you're going to be signed up. I just want to let you know up front that we are literally attempting to change the quality of your life. Do not send your number if you don't want to change the quality of your life. You understand? 
I'm not sending Brad no losers. If you're not willing to change the quality of your life, do not send your information. Now, Brad, any last words that you would love to, to give to us? It could be transformational, educational, or informational. That's not a word, but, you know, informative, but I like the way it rhymes. Anything to you? And Deanna, do me a favor and start posting his link. I want you all to buy his book. Listen, do not be my friend and don't buy from my friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the funny thing, and I'll tell people this, man. Um, people that do what I do and Antonio does, we don't get rich off book sales, folks. No. You know, hell, you know, Amazon pays me like I think nine, ten bucks after the shipping and the royalties, yeah. whatever, you know, and you gotta be selling millions of books like Tony Robbins. You know, I'm selling thousands, not millions, so it don't make me rich. But here's the thing that it will do, folks, it will change your life. Like I said, one one decision, one key takeaway from a book. And what my book is on the wings of eagles, it's a compilation of the messages and stories of a lot of the great thought leaders that I've met, that I've worked with over the course of my career. You know, people like Kevin O'Leary, I've met Kevin multiple times, people like Irving Magic Johnson, uh, President George W. Bush, uh, got to hang out with uh, Broadway Joe, Joe Namath, you know, people like him, uh, Fran Tarkenton, been to his office, met him and his son, Matt. Uh, and just so many other people, Rudy Rudiger uh, went to school and was a good friend of Olympic gold medalist and one of the best divers ever, Greg Loganis, who taught me about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, uh, before Tony Robbins was even writing about it. And so in my book, what I do is I share their secrets. And so the wings of eagles, folks, the eagles are them, you know, they're eagles, okay? And you've got to decide, you want to be a chicken clucking around all day long with your head looking down, looking for worms, or you want to be soaring? high above. Those are the eagles. And so the book on the wings of eagles learning how to soar is I take their secrets, I take their stories, and I share them. And so really what you're doing when you read this book is you're learning the secrets that people like Joe Namath and Irving Magic Johnson, Kevin O'Leary, and others have used to grow their success. You know, one thing I learned from hanging around Joe Namath is he told a great story where Bear Bryant, of course, when Joe played for Coach Bear, one of the greatest football coaches, it changed his life. There was a moment where Coach Bear Bryant would always take the guys that were the seniors, and he would always walk around the perimeter of the field before every game. He used to call it the walk. And he'd be talking about the game and the strategy. And uh, that's when old uh, Joe Namath was a junior. And uh, Coach Bryant looked at him one night and said, Joe, you got a plan for tonight's big game? And Joe said, yeah, I think so. And all of a sudden, Bear Bryant stopped walking and just stood back. And the other guys took like three steps, and then they realized that old Coach Bryant was no longer walking amongst them, and they kind of looked around. And Bear Bryant, Joe said, at the top of his lungs, yelled as loud as he could, boy, you think so? There ain't no think here at Alabama. You either know so or you don't. And old Joe Namath realized from that day forward, he better have a plan when he came to play football. And that's how he went on, of course, to become one of the best players ever, is he went into every game from that moment forward with a plan. He was up watching reel after reel TV, the opposing line's defense, studying their weaknesses. And so when Bear Bryant, the next game, said, you got a plan? Oh, yes, sir, I do. I was up all week, man, and I've been looking at reruns. I know who their weaknesses are. I know exactly who I'm going to. 
But that's the difference, folks, is you've got to learn. And I tell people, when a door in your life opens, realize the opportunity and walk through that door. When you make a connection with a powerful influencer, build that relationship up. Get to know them. Lead with value. One of the best connectors, Larry K. Benet, who's got a Rolodex of everybody on the planet, tells when you connect with someone of power, don't ask for a favor. First, lead with value. Build a relationship. And then over time, ask. You know, and Antonio knows I'm connected to some big people. You know, Matthew Knowles, CEO of Music World Entertainment, good friend of mine. His daughter's worth over a billion dollars, and she's married to one of the biggest celebrities on the planet, Jay-Z. And he's been on my Conquer the Crisis multiple times, and he's in San Diego at his second home. But when he comes back, we're going to be collaborating on how we can bring his message and his new documentary on Destiny's Child to market. So, you know, this has been great, Antonio. Man, love you for what you're doing. Now that you reminded me, I'll see you Friday, not Thursday. <laughs> and I got to hop off to be on a podcast this afternoon. Got you, man. Another big time thought leader. So everybody have a great week. Be great. Be well. And uh, we'll connect again on Friday, folks. Till then. All right, man. See you, see you now. See you in a second. Give me two minutes, y'all. All right, man. Give me a text. I don't know what to tell you. Pam Norris. Unmute your mic. I'm going to have Pam Norris tell y'all. <laughs> Can exactly. they get this anywhere else? No place else. This is tell why. Them, tell them why. This, well, this is because ATS just is cutting edge and it makes sure that we are all going to be millionaires and multimillionaires. And they bring us the best of information, the latest of information from the top thought leaders, from people who are doing it, not people who are reading it out of a book, not somebody who just has book knowledge, but has practical knowledge and is doing it every day and is showing us the shortcuts. And this is what makes us um, in a special place with ATS University and is gonna allow us to succeed where others will not. And I didn't have to say it myself. <laughs> I knew who to call on. <laughs> I knew who to call on. Last thing, ladies and gentlemen, see you next Friday for the, I mean, excuse me, this Friday for the very same content quality but different content. Somebody brought you to this call. You are lucky. So if you know somebody who invited you to this call, if you know, and if Nikki sent you an invite, I want you to get text her right after this here, whoever that is. And we have an opportunity for you to make money with us. Won't cost you a dime. We have an opportunity for you to get more of this, but you need to be connected to that person. You can't get connected to me or Brad if you're not connected with Nikki. I'll say it one more time. You can't get connected to me or Brad, if you're not connected to Arshia. Don't treat them like you trying to get past them because through them, you get to us. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better. You can dominate. All right, everybody, see you later and Friday. Have a good one. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class.
There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all want to learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is it possible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy from what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, 
every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion-going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually for me to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. 
They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom and I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply 
for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash b 2 B, and I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.